virtually every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I'm going to take a big sip of water here. Damn, that's a big one. Uh... Welcome lately, late, lately, that's new, the new, the new term here, average, average day at the Adam Dunn show. No, we actually had to upgrade all our Skype shit and it was a big fucking hassle and, you know, the classic. You paid a bunch of money to find out that it's all fucked and we had to change and go back and forward. Thank you, Mark, for going through it all. Good show. MTI, dealing with the punch, rolling, just rolling with the punches. We were, we were literally trying to... Figure out how nine ways to crack the system. We wanted to do uh, calls from everybody back and forth and try to do group calls off of other people's phones. Thankfully, I think we have a new system. It's all going to be great. Just have to do everything opposite. So we will be calling everybody from now on. No one will be able to call in on a group, which is, you know, it kind of got its own benefits, I guess, in the long run because right. we in charge now. Now, mm-hmm. now it's like we're in charge. Yeah, sorry. Well, people can still call us. We just can't add them to a group call. Exactly. So, so when we're in these group calls, as we are in, we're not going to be able to add anybody. Right. As from the outside. We'll, we'll, but we will call you if you are relevant. <laughs> There's a reason to be on the show. So uh, thanks for calling. It. Oh, thanks for coming in on this. You know, today I didn't even realize. I literally last night uh, at two in the morning came down to, and I looked at my computer and I was like, Friday? Like, what? Yeah, that's what you... I, I 100% thought it was Thursday yesterday. I was completely off by a day. And off by a day in the wrong way, which sucks. Like, when you're off in the wrong... Like, if you're off and you think it's fucking Friday and it's actually Thursday, that's, and, you know, depending on your life and what you want, that's actually a great thing because I was super stoked to have one day to do something. I was like, oh, shit, I actually got a day to do stuff. And then I realized <laughs> I had nothing. I had to get up and <laughs> be behind on everything, so... Classic. Uh, I spent a little bit of time with our guys from Green Farms the other day. It was cool. Went up to their new shop, which I'd been to before, which is Victory Hydroponics Shop in uh, Louisville. 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 Yes, Louisville. <laughs> Not Louisville. Not here. Not around here, bro. It's Louis. <laughs> Pronounce it as. Uh, but yep, in Louisville, which is super dope. I was like impressed. My kid was actually born there. And never. I'd only been to the hospital because we because uh. we lived in. Uh, up in Golden, but right, yeah, Louisville is fucking jamming. I was like, it's a little kind of like the Highlands. It's definitely apparently had the highest. It was like number one in the in the country when when Nick was born in 2012 to of places to live in America. And I didn't go to that area. I just kind of saw all the, the suburbia part of it all, and I was like, really, that place? Like shit, I don't, I don't see it. But down the little downtown area of it is dope. Yeah. So anyway, the shop though is super dope because you go in and I've been there before and I was like it was the only place that had Nectar of the Gods um, they were like the distributors already so so the guys who had it kind of had a little bit of a exclusive on a few products that were that were kind of sought after you know and, and Nectar is not truly organic but it's it was good product I liked it and uh, 
these guys, as you know by watching the show, are 100% on point and fucking doing things right when it comes to, you know, proper uh, no-till gardening, like, you know... Uh, do you know they they they're they're you can see you can actually see it just by the the health of the plants at the store because like I remember before being in the store and it was like it's kind of like almost every grow shop has succulents or some sort of cactus or some sort of easy to grow you know you're not going to put like complicated plants in your shop that are pain in the ass to grow even basil always like attracts bugs and it's a pain in the ass so you know cactus is real good it's a good good medium right but I've been, I remember, I think they had them there before. And it's just like, but the thing about, if you have a lot of succulents and things in your place, they get all dusty. <laughs> and like they, they look like shit when they look like shit. But if they're really healthy and they're all clean. So it's like, you can tell a lot by just how people take care of their fucking indoor. Because, you know, you have an entire grow shop at your disposal and you walk in and if the plants look like shit in the grow shop, you can pretty much turn around and walk out because you're like, okay, these people have everything possible, but if they can't, you know, there's no point. And I've been to shops too where you're like, Dude, we're talking about a fucking spider plant. <laughs> like, you can't keep a spider plant alive, you know? It's like, oh, no one's ever watered it. You know, it's like, you just know that the, that the vibe's wrong. But anyway, these guys, opposite of that. And um, I guess uh, because they announced it, I can announce it, and I didn't even know. So it's even better. Uh, a l- classic, classic Adam Dunshaw link up. Of course. 10%, 10%, no. <laughs> but it was a. Uh, <laughs> Mark Rose, who was one of our guests, who does the bubble bags, uh, who is Mr. Mr. Bubble Bag, you can call him, uh, just uh, went over to see our buddy uh, from Green Farms, and apparently they're going to be now distributing bubble bags. So there you go. That, that was another, another, Adam Dunshaw moment there where businesses, it's all worth it there. It's, worth, uh, it's always worth supporting us because now we're supporting him, and now all of a sudden things are just turning in that direction because the thing is they're into solventless a lot which is important because it's a hard uh group to for people to appreciate you know so um so today on the show we have a whole gang of people we've got wolf calling we're going to be calling him we have wolf the who's been on the show before who is a, a legend in the game you get the camera vibrating a little bit there no, just I saw some vibrations. Um, all right. It's all right. It's all right. The uh, and we're gonna have Stephen uh, Johnson on the phone also, and uh, Dennis Brown. Stephen Johnson's calling in from and the name. Give me the name. You got it in front of you. Oh, you don't oh horticultural go, uh, lighting group. Horticulture. Horticulture. <laughs> horticulture lighting group. Right. And, yep. And uh, because Wolf is a. Uh, Farmer in the Sky, so he's one of the original writers uh, back in the day from Sensimilia Tips, which was one of my favorite publications about cannabis, and it was, uh, you know, he was there kind of right when everybody was just breaking ground with HID lighting, and so he's kind of got a great grasp on the whole history and all the groups of people that were involved making that all happen, and then we're going to have guys calling in with the new LED technology, that's why... Uh, Stephen will be calling in, uh, talking about the lights from their company that um, my friend has been testing for a while and uh, with with some great results. And the thing about LEDs is I, I know that the technology is there. It's just getting the 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 price point and then the kind of like the the long-term results of, of uh, what I really notice is it seems like there's missing a couple, couple ten, you know, a couple of... Uh, things at the certain moments where I feel like there might be some supplement lighting possible that might work out good. 
You want to kill that thing. That makes noise. Once oh. every, yeah. It's like every... Yeah, it's like every 30 minutes it wants to make a bunch of noise for no, part, no apparent reason. Switch. Switch right below it. Switch right below it. There you go. Boom. Thanks. Um, and we're going to also have Mario calling in and talking, hopefully, about what's going on East Coast, which there's the new... Sh- and there's going to be a little update on the show coming up, the Canacon Boston uh, next week, which I will be attending. Uh, so anybody who's in Boston area want to link up, that'll be the time to talk about that into the show. So, oh, and uh, we were going to have Matt Riot call in, but I mean, today's going to get kind of like long. And so I mean, I'm going to have Matt call in on a day when I can actually chat with him because he's got, you know, he's always fun having the show and I don't want to cut his time too short. So I'll have to give, give a, give a little, uh, shout out to Riot Seeds and have him on the next week. No, next week I'll be gone. So two weeks, two weeks, buddy. We'll have you on. And I actually was going to have uh, James from Loud Seeds on at some point too, so maybe I'll coordinate it time-wise. So we'll have those two guys. So we can do a little back-to-back seed breeder uh, show. Yeah, I just need. Oh, okay. I just thought you wanted today. Okay. No. Like, See, he's like he's on a mode now. He's on a mode. Just give me the number. I just need numbers. I think we're going to have like four hundred people on the line at once now. <laughs> We're going to push the limit. We're going to push the limit. Are we um, going to do shout-outs first? Or? Yeah, let's do that real quick and uh, then call Wolfie. Uh, hopefully Wolfie's on the line listening. I'm sure he is. Uh, a little siren in the background. That's always good. Mm-hmm. You now we're in the, in the city, man. Deep. We're deep in the hood here. New Millennium Nutrients. New Millennium. Uh, new Millennium Nutrients. I saw some results recently from Taylor, uh, Mr. Taylor North there. I think it was out in, I think it was his facility in Maryland, I believe it was. And it was like literally the largest bud he's ever grown in his life. And, uh, you know, I've grown bigger, but <laughs> no, you know, it was big. It was a big bud. Uh, and... That's the thing about New Millennium. It really just gives the grower, if, if, if you've got something that's got some, something behind it, it'll really pull it out in the plant. It gives, gives the most expression that I've seen of some you know, commercial style growing techniques. Now, of course, uh, the, the much easier uh, you know, approach is to follow the formula and keep it real simple. But you can also, with theirs, they have a whole pro section where you can add other companies' products, a little here, a little there, Playground, um, Green Sensations, one of the products that they add to their mix, which is really dope, and then also um, the uh, just good old Budswell. That's one of the other, like, complementary products, which I always appreciate because, I'm you know, that's another product I've used for 25 years. So it's like if I have – if somebody's recommending me something that I'm already using, I'm usually already kind of attracted to that formula to begin with because I also see that they're – they've made the thing smart enough where it's not like if you added something you're going to fuck it all up because that's the biggest problem is uh, when you get locked in on a certain formula you kind of get like feel like you're you're just like you know House and Garden's a good example I mean I'm not trying to trash them but everybody who grew with House and Garden's really followed their formula to the T like you got to put the shooting tabs in at the end and it was just like Started to get that to the point where I could just taste weed. And, and this is in Holland, of course, but you could just taste it and be like, yeah, House and Gardens, House and Gardens. House, nothing, nothing was ever special. And I was always looking when I was there for something special. And even when I come back here, kind of always looking for something special. And when New Millennium started, I knew they had something good because the guys who were making it were real smart. And they were, like, connected, well-connected to the industry as far as, you know, helped develop the industry. So uh, for the most part, it was like, okay, 
these guys already know what's up. And then when they made this thing, they made it for guys who really want to be able to crank out warehouses and stuff because they see the future. They, they they didn't make it like, even though it is bottled and you can get small amounts of it, it's really for the guys, in my opinion, for guys who want to push, you know, some weight and have some fucking killer results and also be able to add into the mix, you know. So you go to newmillenniumnutrients.com, check them out, and they'll come on the show at some point soon. We'll have a little chit-chat about some of the new stuff. But for the most part, I mean, the newest stuff, it's been taking them over a year to come out with that. Uh, they haven't even come out with the foliar yet. So, I mean, it's another, you know, this, they take their time before products come out. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to all the new stuff from them. But And, of course our guest from last week and uh, host and uh, been with us since the beginning of the Adam Dunn show the guys from Incredibles Edibles best edibles here in Colorado best edibles I believe in the fucking nation if you put them side by side with anybody best formula for a company as you know now they just brought on Chemdog line I just bought I bought a gram of that last week how was it? it's delicious it's already gone of course it's gone <laughs> I, knew it I knew it wouldn't last yeah 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 but you were, you, you were there for the drop, but you missed the... I missed them by about an hour. Yeah. Uh, they were on time, then. They were doing good. Yeah, so they yeah. actually followed their schedule. You were like, there's no way they're going to leave you there. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. I figured they'd be stonered and, you yeah. know, hanging back. It was 10.30. Know? It was only until, like, 11. It was 10 to 1 or something at Kind Love, and I, uh, I missed them by about an hour, I think. All right, so... Yeah, they were, off here, they were already at the coffee joint at yeah. that point. Cool, cool. Yeah. And, exactly. uh, well, that's good. Two great spots, and the fucking thing is like it's it's funny because I had like uh, yesterday went and was hanging out with my friend, and we were talking to one of the guys that works for him, and and he, uh, we were talking about how it's like so hard to find places in town that have good weed, and then I basically said to him, well, I just usually send people to Kind Love, and he's like, dude, that's where I send people to. So it's like you know, out of all the places, it's like that's one of those spots where you, you know they always have good quality weed. So yep. I'm giving them free advertisement by saying that's where I send my people, just because I know they usually got their shit on point. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, but who is on point is Incredibles always, and with their flavors, and then they're also they're, you know, they they're now slowly rolling out all sorts of products, which I think they've also been tinkering with for a long time, all their wellness products, all their CBD based products, and their topicals, and their, you know everything that they're doing, which is a bit more uh, non like classic pen or you know oil or whatever related is is a uh, going to be just as high quality as their product that they because it's all it is still all made out of the same product it's not like they're using cheaper product to make their products which aren't necessarily edibles i mean all their stuff like wellness products also using the best of the best so it's like that's what's cool about it whenever you do that you pretty much know the whole line is going to be great no matter what what you use so you go to iloveincredibles.com you check them out um you can also go, obviously, to all their social media, which I'm sure are all pretty much the same. Is that Wolfie calling? Okay. We can't call out from this one, or no? I checked I think I can. Okay, cool. Yeah, so. Yeah, we're just double-checking. All right, Wolf. Start. Hey. I, I didn't get to do my howl, but anyway. Oh, the Wolf Master. <laughs> Wish you should do your own radio show because you are a wolf, and then you should be bring back the whole Wolfman Jack thing and <laughs> take over that whole. Kids don't even know what that is. Persona will be huge. Yeah, you got the hair for it. You got the you got, you got you got the looks and everything, dude. You can do it. So um, I started beard these days. 
That's for sure. So I sort of introduced you a little bit in the beginning, but you've, you've been on the show before. So most people who kind of got an idea, you're, you're an industry legend. So especially if you're up in the Northwest area, then you have to know Wolf, of course. But uh, in general, you've been around since the days of the, the whole um, Sensimilia Tips, which, again, is my go-to. If I could think of anything back in the day that I would always think was the cutting edge and the one that most people didn't know if and if they did know they were the guys who actually had the the very serious operations that were put together well and actually had the fucking they had skills and it wasn't the it wasn't the the guys red high times necessarily who were like looking at the pictures and not understanding the science and or just the basic you know not even science but just the basic growing fucking techniques especially when it came to hydro and the HID lighting and anything that were unique uh, for cannabis, you know. So you were the man. You're yeah. the man. You're the man. That's, what I was, that's all I'm trying well, to say. Well, I was, I was <laughs> fortunate enough to be in the right place at a really yeah. wonderful time and got to interact, have gotten to interact with a bunch of really, really great people. And, you know, when it's steam engine time, it's steam engine time, but someone gets to be who it, the idea comes to and so that was really really good a lot I got to see this industry go from a few shops to where we are now and I think it's just going to keep being more and more and more remarkable lighting is expanding we know more about science all the time and as we know more about science we know more about what light's going to do um, before we, before, we know, jump, I mean, before we jump into that category I'm in, yeah. I'm in the middle of my shout out, so I'm, what, what I want you to do oh, is get, okay. your, get your dabber ready or whatever, whatever you're doing, your dab or your joint or you're getting a coffee. Will do. Give me three minutes to finish my little rollout because I'm on the middle. I was Sorry. right in the middle. It's fine. It's fine. And then we're going to do our, our Wolfie 10 minute spiel. And then we're going to do the fucking, uh, the full on. Hopefully, cool. cross your fingers, it's all going to work. And we're going to get everyone on the line. It's going to be great. So, outstanding. Give, uh, give me three minutes. And I was in the middle of Incredibles, uh, the number one edibles here in Colorado and soon to be nationwide because they're hitting every state. They're in Nevada. They're in, uh, they're in Cali, I believe, and they're in uh, everywhere, right? Michigan. Illinois. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. They had another All spot. All over. They had another spot, too. But, and co- uh, and, Oregon, and coming Illinois. to a state near you. Of course. Arizona, of course. Michigan, Puerto Arizona, Rico. Arizona, Puerto Rico. There you go. That was the ones. Um, so, like I said, you just go to iloveincredibles.com, and you can get a store finder, and you can you know, know where they are locally and or if you come to Colorado. You can't miss them, that's for sure. Um, and, of course, the guys over at Build-A-Soil, which is our uh, – favorite go-to guys when it comes to anything IPM related or anything when it comes to hard to find amendments and things that you actually uh, will never find at a local grow shop and uh, when you have uh, the uh, them on the line you know you're talking to somebody who knows what's going on and or you just go to the website which is buildasoil.com uh, and then you can also go to 855-877-SOIL that's the call-in number for them and then like I said, you'll actually probably talk to somebody, which is pretty dope, <laughs> and they'll actually know what they're talking about, which is even better. And uh, yeah, like I said, just check them out. They're like one of the most successful uh, sponsors we've had as far as like seeing the expansion. You know, we've watched them grow huge, and then also it's cool because I always forget that you know, pe- 
because it's international now, people are like ordering shit from him from everywhere. So it's like, it's pretty dope. And then, you know, obviously it's kind of expensive to order soil from a guy like that if you don't live in Colorado or somewhere close. But when it comes to some of those other products that are super uh, concentrated and or hard to find, these are the guys that you want to get in touch with. Stuff like insect frass, for instance. Of course, all that stuff. I mean, like I said, you go online yep. and you look at his list and you go, this guy has done his homework and he's vetted some great products and... Um, his, it just keeps expanding and which is awesome. And they just keep growing. Like they've literally grown three times since we've started, like keep moving warehouses and taking over next doors. And one of those kind of deals where you're like, we're taking the whole block, which is, so we would like it. Speaking of that, we got our, uh, Mr. Uh, Caesar now, really? No, no WallaceWild.com. Oh, of course. I talked to Ron yesterday and I got him into the show he's going to be getting into the shop up here and at the uh, Victory Hydroponics. So, Victory Hydroponics will be carrying the WOW formula nice. on the shelf here in Colorado. So if you want to check it out here locally, that's the spot to get it. And if you uh, want to go direct to the man himself, because you don't live here in Colorado and it's not convenient to go cruising all up to cool spots, which are really dope, <laughs> then you would say go to wow, wallacewow.com, right? Yeah, wallacewow.com. Damn, we said it, wallacewow.com. And then you can also... Uh, Pass a little note to Ron that you came through the Adam Dunn show and remind him that we all love him from this industry because he's there right now. His pumpkins are getting bigger every day. I watch his I watch his post. It's really funny to watch because I mean, he had a he had a not funny. It's never funny to see a death, but he he had a one go down on the way. So he had one you know one victim, but he's got a couple contenders. He's got one that's kind of all kind of gelatinous already. You know what I mean? And he's got a couple other ones that look pretty damn round and on point but you know those things you got to be careful because if they're too round it's a problem if they're too gelatinous it's a problem you know there's all these little variables depending right. on your weather so good on you but if you want any mycorrhizal products he's your man and he's getting some huge orders now from universities and places and places that are you know finally picking up on the they're, they're testing his shit right now side by side and he's really doing good so he's like they keep giving him the Ron, you're doing really good. I talked to him the other day. He's like, yeah, they just keep saying, they won't tell you anything beyond you're doing good and you're in the running still. So apparently he's, he's uh, you know, put his micro, everyone's got this like mycorrhizal race going down where they fill up a box or I don't know how they do it, but it's pretty dope. So then they're going to probably award him with some new award where he's got the, the most vigorous mycorrhizal available but anyway he's your man uh for direct link to some of the best when it comes to your rhizosphere products and uh like like i said just just give him a heads up that you came from the adam dunn show in any way shape or form and i'm sure he will be more than pleased and take care of you even even a little more special work so and then of course last but not least well not even last because we still have another guy after this but official last the other guy just be nice because one day i'm gonna go there but (laughs) With uh, James, it's it's uh, strictly business, bro. Now, of course, it's for he's he supplies us with all so many great breeders, and uh, at the same time, we we uh, understand that you know that's a whole process in itself is uh, vetting those breeders and making sure you got guys that you know can play ball and everything. That getting all those guys in the same room at the same time sometimes impossible, but these guys get them all into the same roof and all rolling and all guaranteed, which is huge. So if you have a problem with anything that goes along the way, you can have a replacement pack, which is huge and uh, super honorable in this day and age. And on top of that, you can also go to their uh, Cetaholic site, 
which is a link from their seedsherenow.com site, or you can go on it on your own. Um, and that one is uh, charity sh- uh, charities, last packs, lost packs, all sorts of cool deals, which, uh, you know, you can find stuff which all of a sudden, like Exotic found a bunch of starfighters and a bunch of other things that, you know, that were thought to be gone forever, and all of a sudden they're there, so take a look might be something super cool um you can also check out their specials online uh since we're going to shorten the show a little bit we're just let you guys read those things okay so then uh, just go to cctrnow.com or cedaholics.com of course cctrnow 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 now boom right here now and of course my friends in Barcelona, Barcelona at treasure Treasure. Mm-hmm. PD that treasure I talked to him yesterday is fully loaded with some killer fucking flavor. So if you're in Barcelona and uh, you just look them up on Facebook and get the location there and slip on over and say what up, Adam Dunshow sent you free free membership if you say that and you're of the right age and you're allowed to do it and you got some killer flavors at your disposal. So go there, go there, check it out, check it out. All right. Wolfie, you're there waiting on me patiently, I, I guess. Well, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm li- listening to It's like it's hard when, when you hear people talk about really, really cool shit and I'm trying to be polite and not jump in. I mean, you talked about James being from Seizure now being honorable. He really remarkably is. You heard my story a bunch of times at this point. He, um, you know, he shipped me a package number one of an extraordinarily rare variety mm-hmm. accidentally one of his girls did mm-hmm. and you know it's it's collector's value was high enough i felt really bad so i called him and said hey please send me package number one um and and i'll put it in the return mail i know and he was like no i can't do that i've, I've let the package leave my hands i have to verify i have to be able to say that the chain of custody is unbroken and you know i mean honestly i think that what he did there was like thousands of dollars worth of collector value that rather than um, go outside of what he regards as his proper ethics, he did. And and that's just a truly remarkable thing in what both the non-hemp and hemp markets have become as industries and as cultures, mm-hmm. you know, so... He, he deserves a lot of, a, a lot of long, long, long respect for that. So I, I want to like go an amen on, on James's honorability and seeds here now. Oh. Um, <clears throat> you know, Hey, got to do it while you can, you know, it's not, there's not everybody in this industry is, uh, it's hard to find those guys. So when, you know, when, when it is, and there's a lot it, and, it and now it's, it's crazy because there's so many, uh, people out there selling seeds, which is fine. I mean, and I, and I, I understand, you know, everyone's got to hustle. That's the way it is. And the, and the thing is that I sold seeds in Europe for so long, and it was kind of like it was cool when I was there because I always felt like, okay, I'm here. I'm in fucking Amsterdam. I'm selling seeds. I had done it since I was 20 years old at this point. So I was like, you know, at that point I was, uh, you know, 40 years old. So I've been doing it for 20-plus years. So anyway, I'm just, you know, for me it was no big deal. But the minute I got back here, it all changed, you know what I mean? I kind of was like, I ain't going to sit around and sell seeds to cops that are weirdos and whatever. So I kind of just took my you know took took it easy and didn't really try to do a lot of seed stuff when i first came here just because in general it was because i didn't really trust anybody so 
James was one of those guys that made me like see, like, okay, someone you know else who kind of like is on point and can make you uh, yeah. at least know that your stuff's going to get sold as it is and not changed or something stupid or you know. And and also the way a lot of guys would just like replace packs and shit with like, oh, dude, I just gave you what I had, you know, that kind of shit. I don't really like. So he's he's at least you know he's always been like a super on point with that, which is you know that's that is the name of the game. So. Speaking of names of the game, like I said, you are the man, have been the man, long time, kind of, you know, the same boat as a lot of us where we see the industry growing and going so fast, but at the same time, like, you know, just not necessarily the way we might want it to go, you know, kind of going in a direction of, like, okay, whoever has the most money wins. It's in every game. It's always the same. So it's not like, don't be surprised, but it's kind of like high school again where you're like, oh, shit, we were so close. And then all of a sudden the jocks came in and stole it all. <laughs> of course, because of course they're going to, if they see a bunch of stoners doing something cool, they'd be like, that's a pretty cool idea, stoners. Daddy's going to go buy me a new house building over there and I'm going to do something 10 times as big as you are. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, no, yeah. our little idea got ripped off. And it's just like, that's the kind of shit that happens already, you know, classically. Um, but now it's getting on a grand scale where it's like, fuck, you know, millions are getting put in and some people are getting, you know what, one of the stories I heard, which is crazy was I met a guy from Columbia recently and he was here with the dope magazine sort of crew and he was with his wife and they were down there and they were distributing hemp products and looking for seeds and they were up here in Colorado and checking out farms and stuff. And they said that most of the people down in Columbia are, are like hiring mostly guys from Colorado uh, who are indoor growers. So first of all, you're in Colorado. High altitude indoor growers are nothing like sea level fucking outdoor growers in the, you know, down in the jungle. So guys are going down there and like trying to throw down like C4 seeds or whatever seeds they got. And I'm just thinking to myself, dude, that's kind of a huge gamble right there. Like you're in Colombia throwing down a million seeds of things you don't even know are going to work. You know what I mean? Because all of a sudden they're down there. It's like a totally... It's going to be funny. It it is. You know, there's going to be people growing this high mountain Himalayan dry, nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Like even, you know, jungle. And not not that... Uh, Colombia is all jungles too because they have a whole climate. Right. They have so many climates going on too. So, for instance, I mean, right. I know, but but I do know people like the people that I physically talk to. They're showing me on a map, and it's in between two rivers, and it, and it seems to be pretty damn green. So I'm thinking to myself, well, that don't seem correct, you know. As far as like long term, I mean, unless you're in some little pop up in the middle of that, you know what I mean? That actually gets up somewhere that makes sense, but. It is a little, I mean, it just seems like a big gamble. So anyway, I I think that's where it's interesting to see this industry go now where you got like guys who are willing to take that gamble to go to Colombia to grow tens of thousands of acres of hemp of unproven Colorado genetics, you know what I mean, that are like, okay, go for that one. (laughs) You know, I don't know if I would do that personally, but, um, you know, and I think you, you were mentioning to me in a phone call earlier that, you know, you see all these people who maybe are out of their league and are, getting you know do, doing stupid well, things with with numbers and 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 the word that i think the word that drove you crazy the most was biomass right i mean you were just sick of hearing that word i think because well the there, there there's there's two industries that are you know they're pretty new industries i mean people been doing it in colorado and 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 are getting getting more and more off but um the 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 Farm Bill of 2014 and, and Section 7606 um, 
just I'm I'm getting really immense. Uh, are, are we on? I'm getting nothing but static right now. Oh, yeah, a lot me. of it. That was me on my torch. Sorry, that was, that was not static. Oh, that was okay. pure torch. That was oh. pure torch. That was pure torch, my friend. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, sorry. Don't get it confused. But, um, the the whole what, after they passed the hemp bill, we've seen that this hemp biomass for CBD extraction industry mm-hmm. expand rapidly. Uh, we've seen you know CBD isolates to go into all of these CBD the the medibles, the topicals, the edibles, um, and there's this huge gold rush approach that's sort of similar to. Um, what goes on when they do when they legalize regulation when they legalize regulated quasi when they quasi legalize regulated hemp or regulated cannabis sorry my tongue is getting ahead of my brain okay. um and what's happened is that more than any other aspect of cannabis that I've seen I'm seeing in what I now call bio mess uh, and in the uh, and among the ISO hornies, remember the line in um, Full Metal Jacket where the Vietnamese hooker runs up to the big black guy and says, ISO horny, we love you a long time. Well, these people that are in the ISO business, it's like they're all like that. They're a bunch of whores, uh-huh. mostly lying. Uh-huh. Um, they, they put in um, orders with like, proof of funds and then you go you verify proof of funds and they go away it's like dealing with a bunch of tweakers well because they take your um, proof of funds and then they copy them and then they bring them to somebody else and, use and, and they go to show it to someone else yeah. and it, it's, That's their it's proof fraudulent funds, documents all yeah. over yeah, yeah. people saying you know people tying you up for a week and a half two weeks on I've got it I've got it I've got it I'm going to give you this I've got the paperwork here and getting you know it, it's Okay, that's part of and has been part of sloppy business for a long time and sloppy cannabis business for a long time. But this is more than just sloppy. This is just flat-out dishonest, um, yeah. shady shit. No, I've seen, you know? I mean, I've, um, seen, I've already watched like at least three or four friends of mine go completely like you can see them on the up when they're thinking that they're going to be making all this money and like their, their, their troubles are over, their Mercedes is going to get fixed. I mean, I heard every story in the book where they were just like, yeah, finally I get the Mercedes fixed. And then like next week they're like living out of that fucking broken down Mercedes. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, okay, it, so it, that, that didn't go as well as yeah. you thought it would, did you? And I heard, and I had another friend of mine who called me up and asked for, if he, he said, do you know anybody where you can get a um, thousand kilos at like 4900 or something like that you know and i was just like no no definitely not like that's like first of all the price is a bit low and the number is a bit high for that price and then, send you know, them to me and then this, yeah, and this <laughs> was they're real and this was this was uh, a while ago this is when the prices were yeah, oh. like you know already like you know they were more like six five seven right so yeah. you, you could find somebody at that point at five but once you got below five started getting tight and then he wanted it even cheaper and it was just like, mm. but then later he, uh, he, uh, ended up like, you know, of course he, Oh, I found somebody at three and I was like, that, that's impossible. And, you know, of course it was. And yeah. it was one of those deals where he, you know, he was planning on making $300 on each one. I was like, the, the, what? Yeah. You think you're going to make 300? You know, I just think people got really crazy and gouged. And well, the one that gets me, the, the, the one that gets me is people who come around. I mean, more than anything else, people come around, and they'll say, okay, I need 
um, 500 a month. Uh, and, uh, uh, the way I've got it written up, we're going to, we're already, we, we won't come without the money and we're ready. And you go, okay, you, uh, you know what? 5,200 and 5,000. That's, that's what you wanted. Uh, they wanted like 50, kilos at 5,200 on an initial order. And then they were going to do 250 every two weeks mm-hmm. on, uh, at 5,000. Well, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person that if I can give someone a better deal than they're asking for, they're going to want to come back and do business with me. So I said, I looked around and I found what they wanted within a day at 51 and 49. So a hundred dollars less than they come to me. Now, remember they came to me saying, <clears throat> We want this, and we're ready. I come back to them. Here, here it is. I got it. You got it. Better than what you wanted. A week later, I still don't have an LOI from them. Yeah. Uh, a week after that, or no, uh, two, two or three more days after that, they come back wanting like a third as much, and or no, not a third, a half as much, and they still want it at the price that they were quoted on something like a week and a half prior. Mm-hmm. Where on earth do people think that business is going to happen like that? It's just not real. And it, the, the unreality, unfortunately, extends to the prices, the quantities. It's, um, it's really, really sloppy and really, really messy. And what it means is to get systematically organized in a way where it's all transparent and where it is commoditized sufficiently that we can build a real hemp industry and utilize this incredible thing we've been given to do the many, many, many things that we can do with it. But right now, running it like it's like it's a gold mine, except that everyone's prospecting and no one has shit, uh, it just doesn't really work. So, you know, there's the obvious solution is to, uh, start setting it up where there are large holding companies or groups of people who are putting their money together, buying it, storing it, and having it stored ready to deliver and selling it. Okay, you want delivery on thus and such a date at thus and such a price? Fine. Give me the money now. Or I'm contracting. I'm some, I'll sell it to you now for less than what it is on spot. And I'm, I'm undertaking that I will deliver it to you at that price just like they do with every freaking other commodity that's out there. And then get rid of about 90% of the people that are doing it who know nothing except how to talk and, and aren't prepared to um, follow through very well. Yeah, which is definitely the issue at the moment. There are so many people that are jumping in. Like, Well, the funny thing is, is uh, I mean... Not to put you down, of course, because I see you do the same thing. But I think if you go out on Facebook and put your business out there and ask for ten thousand pounds, then you're pretty much not yeah. shouldn't even be doing it. You know, at that point, because like, okay, guys, yeah, we all like it, it got too got too um, too much out of people's minds of the realities of things when you start to like like just think about the amount of money we're talking about. Think about who's getting what, where it's going to, and like, why would anybody give you anything once they get that done? Because it can, it, even legally, it wouldn't even be possible for you to get paid what you think you're going to get paid. A lot of times, you know, you're like, do you have a, do you have any ability to pull this together? <laughs> like, they don't. You know, what I mean, you, you because technically, when you start talking about moving that much money, it's not like a handshake or a 
just a check and people are being no, it's, you, it's usually there, like it's usually like it's like they'll they'll think of any way not to pay you you know what i mean there's a, there's a, like oh you don't have that yeah. oh well sorry sir uh, you you have well, to, let's see. You, so have to far, you have to have this it, license or that license to even receive yeah. those money and I mean, that's the thing is people don't think about that but, but it's true you know escrow accounts um have been set up you know safe funds and like that all of that's pretty much okay fund transfer stuff has been figured out um what what's going on now seems to be or one of the things that's going on seems to be this chess game there's the dishonest people and the and the few honest people that are in it and the dishonest people keep coming up with ways new ways to circumvent um and to go around the people that hook them up so as not to be able to pay them they do things like sign as a representative of a company, fold the company, and yep. then do business with someone else as a new company. Well, uh, it's not binding on me because it was I was signing as the representative of the company. Mm-hmm. So now every NDA non- and non-circumvent that I do is with the both – it names the person as an individual and the whatever corporate entity it is that they are representing so that each time they sign, they're binding their company and the person. And it's a shame to have to do that, because I remember doing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds on, hey, I need to pick this up, uh, and I can get you back in a week. Is that cool? Yeah, Yeah, no problem. Swing by. I know. That's that's exactly what I mean, though. We're all in the, like, a lot of us are in that zone where we did work on deals that were crazy numbers, and people did do the honorable thing occasionally, but a lot of times there's a lot of shitty shit going on there too. But for the most part, it was pretty much like you take this, you get this, you know, here's a, here's a, fucking, here's a double bag. Well, the thing is though, in, in, in the black market, the collection methods can, can be a little more, um, uh, let's see, a, a little more pronounced. <laughs> sure. Sure. You don't, yeah. And you, uh, people, but it had it, but it, people stayed in line anyway. Well, that was the thing is, yeah. Uh, yeah. Things went wrong sometimes, and people had to pay back, and people got indentured. Basically, that's what would happen. You know, they would have to deal with whatever for X amount of time and do uh, un- unfathomable things, probably, to fucking pay it back. But there was like reality of uh, you know consequences. Yeah. And, and then when it comes to these deals, a lot of times those consequences don't seem actually there because they're not. You know, there's no t- there's no skin off their back. Like they're trying to do a half a million dollar deal, but if it doesn't work, whatever. And there's no like you know. But then occasionally, a couple of people get desperate and they like invested half you know a million into something stupid, and now they think this is going to pull them out of it. And for the most part, it's like if you have it in your just in your hands, that's one thing. But if you don't have it in your hands and someone's telling you that, about it, then you can almost like immediately 50% or more take that as bullshit. You know what I mean? So that's, 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 and and even then it's, it even goes beyond that. Right. I mean, being suspicious and, and, you know, you go ahead and doing proper, okay. Instead of suspicious, let's substitute the polite word cautious, Mm -hmm. uh, being cautious. Right. And you do do due diligence and you check their, their their escrow account. And Mm -hmm. yes, the funds are there. So you put in the, the, the um, letter of intent, which is basically the formal request for a quote on quantities, prices, uh, mm-hmm. basically, hey, let's let's negotiate. Here's my proof of funds, sure. uh, and then the client, the the uh, the person you're dealing with, checks it, and there's no funds in it because the person who you were representing has pulled it back out. 
Of course, that's the old I the mean, old bait and switch there. Right? I mean, that's, and that's the thing is, and there's literally yeah. the same guys walking around with the same LOIs and the same numbers. I've seen three guys come around with the same yeah. numbers, and you're like, well, that was the same fucking number that this guy had. Last week's number was a hundred and let's see, one point two million pounds of thirteen point eight percent CBD. That uh, when you took all of the numbers was point five one six. Mm-hmm. Um, on on the THC content, so it was just a little too high mm-hmm. for the people who were looking for cannabis for got what I'm now calling ganja hemp flowers, mm-hmm. right? That, that are going to be they stay as flowers rather than biomass that stuff gets pulled from. Okay, four different LOIs, but it was all pretty much the same thing. Three different sources, none of them actually had it. This yeah. is in the last week. Yeah, there you go. Welcome to the welcome to the world of Iceland. I know there's a lot of good memes at least coming out of this, and and I think at the end of the day, a lot of people who you can just tell whoever's run, you know, in circles, and connected because that's the thing is of course if someone calls you up and says, hey, can you get me this, and you're like, yeah, kind of. I, I mean, I do know people, and then you call those guys, and that of course one guy is going to bite and say, yeah, you can do it, and then he never delivers, and it's because. When you start talking about certain numbers and you start looking at what was grown last year here in America and what the only thing that some of those things can be is yeah. Chinese for you know Chinese CBD, which some people don't give a shit and that's that's up to them. And you can get twenty eight hundred dollar a kilo Chinese on quantities quoted by people, and so these people see that gap. They, yes, see, they see be this real one. careful because it's probably got lead contamination. Of course, I'm not saying you should buy it. I'm just saying that right. you can get no, it. No, so, no, I'm just so that, it's that, like the Mexican. So it's that's, like that's when the catch with that good price. So it's like it, when people used to back in the day, like if you didn't understand weed, and somebody told you they had some Mexican weed for three hundred dollars a pound. And you're like, well, three hundred dollars a pound, I can sell that for. And you ask your friend who smokes kind bud, how much do you buy an ounce for? The guy's like three hundred bucks. You're like, oh my god, for every pound, is it oh an ounce? And it's not even close because the reality is nobody's going to buy any of that Mexi for three hundred an ounce. They're going to want to pay thirty an ounce, and all of a sudden it's like it's ten times cheaper. And they're like, eh, this is not what it was. And this is, you know, of course, back in the day, so it was kind of a classic where that, those were the same idea. The Rich kids coming in to sell weed, even though they didn't like weed, and then you know they just but they wanted good cheap weed. It's like it doesn't really exist. It's like not good weed or cheap weed. There's like good cheap weed. You know, good cheap weed is like yeah. f- fucked up, and you have to sell your you know sell stuff to buy something because you're broke. Weed. That's when you get a good deal. Yeah. You know? I mean, in my opinion, that was the, that was always the best when the guy really needed money and he had killer weed, and you had him by the balls. So like, I'll take it all. Or- or or if they just had so freaking much mm-hmm. that it was like, you know, uh, it it was unreal to them. Um, so I, I yeah, no, yeah. of course, if you had a, if you were lucky enough to do that, but I'm just saying in general, it was uh, yeah. not always that lucky. Not always that lucky. Um, <laughs> so let's get into lighting because we're gonna bring your boy in in a few minutes because uh, we want to make sure we're in some sort of schedule, some ridiculously like behind schedule schedule. Um, yeah. and, uh, so you have been seeing the development since back in the HID days and probably since the fluorescent days and probably even since with you, the 
candles. Were you growing with candles back in the day? Wasn't that you? No. Wasn't that wolf, no, wolf I, in a cave? I've, wolf I've, in a I cave with a candle. With candles, wolf, yeah. in a, wolf in a cave with a candle. I can see it happening. You'd be that guy. Like, mm, <laughs> light. Light. No, I, I, I grew my first indoor under VHO fluorescence and oh. came up through uh, halides and HPS. Mm. Um, messed around with a lamp back in the 80s um, that was called the Optim- the Osram Optimark, which was, I think it was a ceramic halide. Hmm. Uh, but I'm told, and see, I don't know for sure. Someone told me the other day that they looked at a picture of one, and because it had a clear arc tube that it couldn't have been a ceramic. Um, I don't know if that is or isn't so, honestly. I, I, but so it had that bluey, had that bluey. But um, it was... Nice. It was very, very blue. It yeah. ran on um, an HPS ballast. Uh, it had that same, um, generally CMH. The, the, the first, the first. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say. I remember back in the day there was like um, a moment in time when like Iwasaki was like the best bulb. Do you remember that kind of genre that time? Oh, oh hell yes! It, it, I Iwasaki in. The mid '80s, which is, I mean, it's like I feel like Bruce uh, Bruce Springsteen's song "Glory Days" is about <laughs> right. me, you know, a lot of times because so much of what I talk about is those glory days. But mm-hmm. it was a really exciting time. There was no one knew anything practically, and stumbled across. I, I was reading the catalog and found this lamp that was a sodium. You could run on a halide ballast, and I was like, holy shit, because, of course, I was running a company called Hydrotech, and here's something that instead of people having to change out their ballast and change out their socket and change out their lamp, basically change everything except the reflector, all they had to do was change a lamp. And I tried it, and I liked it. It took about six months of nagging Iwasaki uh, to let... um, Going back over it, there was a company down in Los Angeles that imported Iwasaki lamps um, as a, uh, well, for, for industrial use. And, but there, there was the Iwasaki iAce 940, which was that conversion lamp. That's the one, yeah. Tried the it, yeah, that was the one, the conversion yep. bowl. Yep. Tried it, liked it. It, um, it was really, really good. It worked for what I needed really well. Uh, wrote about them. Uh, incense tips and they took off and um, then in the time that I was gone from from then until when I got back from my involuntary sabbatical in the federal and state systems um, Iwasaki had had morphed into Hortolux and was making all these really wonderful products and Mm -hmm. you know I mean they still won't well now now they might admit it but they were really they have always been more oriented toward um, cannabiculture than any other lighting company except the little guys. Uh, you know, um, Life Light Systems, which is now uh, Sun Pulse. Okay. Um, the, the, but, yeah, you know, the, 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 the littler people. And, but there's, it, it's got come up through that. Um, LEDs, they, they started doing experiments um, uh, for, for under plant growth in the 80s. Kevin Bjornson, um, who writes as Bill Lermer and I together, were the farmer in the sky. Kevin uh, made me aware of them. Uh, we, we wrote about their possibilities back then. And now you look at what, what LEDs have become uh, and the potential that they have and, and the, 
basically in this age of, uh, you know, when we're starting to really look at the effect uh, that we have on the planet and, and the sustainability factor of what we do, and from a business point of view, the cost of production, mm-hmm. um, LEDs are now just this amazing thing that looks to be probably what is the successor to HID. Um, unless, <laughs> I'll throw this out here, unless high-energy plasma, which is another technology, proves out. Not the LEPs, but the HEPs. And right now, they're five years at least in back in the race of LEDs. So probably LEDs are what we're uh, going to be seeing more and more and more now, of, now especially... Is that, is, that, is that in strictly in cost value, like just being able to bring it down to a price where we could actually sell them, or... Is it to the technology itself that's holding it back? Um, it's there's two things. One is cost, and I think cost more than anything because the other thing. And at this point, I haven't run a radio receiver around them to mm. see if it's true. But HEP uses microwaves to um, excite the, uh, yeah. the to, 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 at the at the subatomic level. Um, and and it excites a gas and makes makes that glow, but it's contained within a, a, a magnetic field. Yeah. So the emissions, of course, that magnetic field is inside glass, but it needs that magnetic field or it would burn its way through the glass. It's it's that hot. It's it's as close to a natural sun as what anything we've come up with so far is, right. including in that the signal coming off of it is continuous instead of being a comb filter. It's like there, there, there are no gaps in, in the wave that comes in. And right. there's, I've talked about you know, my views on that on, on other shows. Basically, it's a radio signal. We need to be copying the transmitter, not, not the sensitivity curves, which are the receiver hmm. in that transmission of energy that is electro. I mean, it's basically ultra-low-frequency or ultra-high-frequency no, ultra radio is what light is, or think of it the other way, but they follow the same rules. Right. But, okay, having gone off on that little rant, mm-hmm. LEDs are... No, no, for sure. LEDs right now are, are pretty much... Um, it's neck and neck, and, and because of electrical consumption um, by HIDs, we're going to see, except for CMHs, We'll see them used less and less in cannabiculture, and yeah. LEDs are most likely their success, the, the technology that will really come in hard. I think the key right now is that it's like it's hard as a large-scale producer to put a lot of money into something that you know is still growing so fast. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where you, you really fuck up if you bought LEDs a couple of years ago compared to now because all of a sudden you're like, shit, I spent so much money and they, they're not really future-proof just because like every six months there's another you know, innovation or improvement and, and or you know whatever that's making these things more efficient. Which uh, leads to people being gear broke. You know, that that's, I mean, I know, I know a lot of growers who always have to have state-of-the-art so just as their gardening, or just as their gardens are really starting to be dialed in, perfect with what they're doing, and yeah. they've figured out how to do it, and it's real. Oh, look! There's a new technology. 
I gotta have that. Yeah. And and they end up instead of instead of uh, uh, instead of adding to what they're doing, they're replacing what they're doing, and that's not always their best bet from a from a return on investment point of it's view. It's hard. It's hard. It's that's of, what, I mean, I'm, I was back in the day when it was all underground. I was totally, um, you know, a victim of that combination because I usually got like you know I got some free stuff here and there obviously but I also yeah. also was like felt like I had to give to the you know if I saw something that I really liked and I didn't know the company I'd just be like fuck it you know we'll buy it anyway um, and some of it you know a few times I went in especially in Holland where it was like harder to find there it was really tough because I had to like search high and low to find something unique because everything over there was the cheapest of the cheap like they didn't really have much quality like that was that was one of the, one of the funny things with the Ayer from Gavita is that he had a little shop uh, in this little village it was about a 40 minute drive for me in my little Vespa car and I used to drive all the way out to his spot just because he's the only grow guy that actually had American products and you know he had like if I needed to adjust the wings when I couldn't find them he had it was just anything that was that worked he had it you know so that was Kudos to him when he had his shop back in the day. Yeah, we're gonna give and, and we're gonna give we're gonna give your guy Stephen we're gonna give you guys Stephen a call. So let's talk about him before we call him real quick. Just give us an update on your buddy okay. Stephen because uh, uh, when I call when I well let's let's start let's start from the beginning. I reached out to you and asked you to help out a friend of mine, Susan, which is uh, you know she was looking for something to keep some heat down, and she had she had to move her spot, and you know so the reality was she was kind of in a situation where. Obviously, anything will work, but at the same time, she was never grew with LEDs before. So, you reached out to your guys because you, you know, we knew that you knew that <laughs> that's something that she need, if she needs to reduce her heat, there is one way. Um, so, tell us about Steven's company and how how why why you reached out to him for her to. Well, um, get part of it is that Stephen was one of my sponsors on the Farmer in the Sky Radio Hour, which is which has been on hiatus now for about a year and some, um, basically for health reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, but that hopefully is going to change here in the not all that distant future. Um, and I liked Stephen um, pretty much from the first time I, contact, I came in contact with him. He's um, one of these people who is very sure of what he's doing, but very open to discussing it, and if you bring up a point that maybe is different than his viewpoint, he doesn't um, take a hard stand on, no, I'm right. Okay. So what I've noticed is that people who are open like that are usually where big, good development comes from in new stuff. Um, talking with him, it just was real obvious that he really wanted to produce these excellent glow lights. Uh, he knew what the hell he was talking about. Um, and his pricing was good, and it was put together in America, or a lot of it was put together in America at that point. Sure. Um, and it's a sm and it was a small company, and I'm I'm you know I'm enough of a uh, old timey hippie that I get really all you know I get warm soft fuzzies from family businesses, people starting from nothing and making shit out of things, and um he was doing that, and he wasn't doing it. At the cost of quality. So his uh, so his and his LEDs that he started with, did he um, uh, just like is he already a lighting guy? Like in general, he's just a, he's a lighting nerd kind of guy. 
to begin um, with, or is he uh, is he coming into this from? No, he he, he wasn't really. He he, he just decided. Uh, he, I, I'm not really quite sure how he slid into it, but he just decided that he was going to get into grow lighting, and um, <clears throat> he paid attention and reached out and learned about lighting. And um, I mean, he, we should probably let him tell his story because it is a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, let, I, we'll let, him, let him tell the yeah. real the real story. But in general, uh, yeah. you know, uh, but, I, was, um, no, I was just wondering but, if but, he was like know, straight up because we have you know this, that's the thing is a lot of times when you're super smart, it's obviously great, but it's sometimes a problem when it's like you're super smart, but at the same time you're you're not understanding this plan. You know what I mean? Or you're not understanding this this the the goal that we're trying to set as growers because. Uh, right. There's a lot of guys out there that have stuff that works with every single plant, and then they try it with cannabis, and they think it's going to be, a, you know, knock it out of the park. And then you're like, eh. it's you know, it either is not as successful as they think it is going to be, and or it's just not cost effective. Or there's always, you know, there's, there's right. going to be some some learning. Well, and and I think basically, if if you wanted to, if you wanted to sum it up, what what Stephen's philosophy, at least looking at it from the outside, seems to have been is. He wants to, if you, if you want to grow with an HPS, but you don't like having as much electricity get used up, mm-hmm. uh, then he's, he set out to build a light that replaced HPS that is based on that, um, you know, there's, there's a couple different schools of thought about it. The predominant one being that photon count as long as you've got it more or less right, let's, that photon count is what you're after more than anything. Exactly. So, let's, so, so let's give uh, well, let's give Stephen Johnson a call, and he's uh, yeah. Call, we'll get him on the line, then we can just so we don't have to double down on all this and, stuff. Oh, and De- right, and De- Dennis uh, got in touch with me by the way, and he did have to go do something else. Okay, so, so we're going to apologize. We we'll have another chance. That's okay. We got we got Mario calling in too. We, we're also we, it's our fault. Good. It's our fault, bro. So yeah, we'll have Dennis calling next time. No problem. Um, yeah. sweet. So, uh, Mr. Steven Johnson from Horticulture Lighting Group, are you with us? Let's see. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. I don't hear nothing. Okay. So are we have you on Steven? Hmm. Do we have you there? Yes, sir. Who we got? Is that just Wolf? Well, Wolf is right here. I'm I'm, I'm going to text him and see what's up with that end. Okay. It says it's added, but it's not. Yeah, I have two people. Hello. Oh, here we go. You have reached the Horticultural Lighting Group. Here we go. No. Please leave your name and number, and we will get back with you as soon as possible. Okay, we'll hang up and wait a second, because give him a heads up. We're going to give him a call. I got to call Wolf back. Oh, you got to call Wolf back. Oh, you hung up on him all. Spazzed out. Spazzed out. Ah. Controller does not work correctly. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it puts you in spasma. I would do the same thing. I'm the worst. I didn't know how to use my call thing until the other day when I finally like had the guts to the guts to do it. It's weird. It's like a... Is this Wolf? Yeah, it was a Wolf. All right. Now we have. Yeah. All right. We lost you for a second there. We we went in panic mode. We we, we hit everybody off. So now we're trying to get Steven again one more time. Or. Yeah, we'll try him again right now. See if he. Okay, and I, I texted him that you're trying to reach him. So. Okay, cool. So we'll try him one more time. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool when you have locally built products um, 
in general, even if, the, you know, obviously some of the parts might come from somewhere else, but for the most part, if it's made in America, made in America. No, okay. Um, let's nice see. Uh, can we, can, can we go off air for just a second while I give you the number he just texted me for you to reach him? Um, just text it to my number and I'll give it to my guy. Oh, okay. Okay. Get offline. We're going to meet you in the parking lot. We'll forget the number. Old school, old school style. He's going to text me on here. So then you get that number. Call him on this other number. Uh, should pop up. Um, and uh, we got you still there, right, Wolf? You didn't die on me. <laughs> Wolf. We lost Wolf, too? Oh, no. No, no, no. no. That's the. No, that's. Who's that? I think that person's trying to. Yeah, we can't take a call in. That's the problem. We have no, to call you. We have to call them, so we need the number. Anyway, he's going to call. Let's see. Oh, my God. Okay. Wolfie, did you send me that and number? I just now sent it to you. Okay, let's see. Here we go. There we go. Thank you, sir. Thought you lost you. <laughs> we thought we lost you there. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we're doing. You know, we we are doing what we have to do to uh, make this happen. It's one of those things when you, you think everything's so simple, but it's uh, reality. It's uh, it's, a, it's a house of cards when it comes to technical stuff. Sometimes. <clears throat> well, and 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 reality has gotten much less fixed here recently. Um, do you follow quantum physics and and those things at all? All right, Mr. Steven Johnson, we have you on the line? Yes, sir. Hey, thank you. See, it's all working now, Wolfie. We got it going on. All right, so... Very uh, good. Nice. And do we have one person? Steven Johnson, Adam Dunn, Adam Dunn, Steven Johnson. Nice to meet you guys. Echo from Echo? No. All right, anyway, I can just double check to make sure everybody turns all their echoes down and their phones and stuff because yeah. I do have a little one somewhere, but it's all good. We'll figure it out. Yeah, turn down your radio or turn down the show if you're listening in the background. Yeah, the old school style. We have to still stick to the old. One day we'll beat that. You'll be able to listen to yourself. That's like when they change the entire gravitational uh, pull of the planet. <laughs> You'll be able to listen to yourself while on the radio. So uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Johnson. Um, and Wolf's still here, right? We have broken the sound barrier. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm still on this end as well. Oh, good, oh, good. So uh, we were, we, we had a little, you know, micro intro from Wolf. Uh, like I said, we, we talked about getting doing a show for a long time, and uh, because uh, you helped my my friend Susan, that was one of the reasons why. But also, uh, just the the fact that the company sounded super interesting to me, uh, based on. The number one question I get asked when I'm doing like panels and things, it's always LED lighting. You know, it's like it's like the number one question. So I feel like it's it's super relevant. A lot of growers kind of turn their nose up to it because they're so used to HID and they have their numbers and they know exactly what they're doing. So it's hard to change their minds. But apparently, your product seems to do that. I guess on a, on a regular basis. Um, Give me a little background on on uh, your entry into this whole company, because or into this field, I should say, because uh, a lot of times it comes from the growers, it comes from the smokers' world, and sometimes it comes from the business side, and some, you know, it comes from all different angles. But give us a little uh, background on yourself. So, so um, 
So Horticulture Lighting Group actually was formed from two prior companies called Johnson Grow Lights and uh, Northern Grow Lights. And basically, um, you know, I was a, uh, a small, small scale, just personal. Um, you know, I was in, uh, into aquaponics and things um, uh-huh. at one time because I'm kind of, uh, I'd, I'd used a few HIDs and, and couldn't deal with the heat. So I, I built my own LED and, and on some forums and stuff and we chit chatted around and, um, well, basically, you know, people said, Hey man, how much you charge me to build an LED just like that? One? I mm-hmm. said, well, I might can do it in my spare time. Well, it, it kind of, you know, years later, here we are, it turned into a major business, you know? That's good. Um, yeah. So, so we started out in the, in the, in, I guess it was probably, I started out about three to four years ago using Cobb LEDs from, from manufacturers like Tree, Citizen, um, Bridge Lux. You know, we use we we always were trying to edge the efficiency game, uh-huh. and really, uh, that's where we got our start was with white light LEDs. You know, it was uh, and were these and were these and were these the um, the colored ones, or these were the uh, or were these more the full spectrum style of the newer ones? Yeah, these are full spectrum white light. Yeah, so okay, good. so we always been the full spectrum white light guys and uh, okay, that's good because i feel like that was a shift in the whole led in my opinion because obviously when when you're working around i mean you do they do grow i'm not saying they don't work but at the same time it's such a different vibe that it makes it hard to work under and it makes it hard to work around sometimes for, for me at least i mean maybe not for everybody I, do, I, I don't mind the white ones right right well so with the with the, with the red and blue diodes you know that you yeah. saw from yesterday uh, a lot um the big thing was um, for supplemental lighting, you know, like in a greenhouse or something like that, where you're getting full spectrum anyway, they're they're okay. But uh, mm-hmm. and the red LED is the most efficient LED as far as producing, uh, you know, photons uh, per watt. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to uh, you know full cycle and you need this as your primary light source, it it, it chemically complex plants like like cannabis and, and even fruiting plants like tomatoes and peppers and things like that. They need a full spectrum uh, light to, to properly um, develop mm-hmm. all their. So that, that's why we, we went white light to start with, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's pretty interesting where the, the market's going. You know, we, we are actually Samsung's horticultural partner now. Um, they build our boards for us through spec and uh, we get, the top of the top men, which is like, so they grade LEDs kind of like how you have t- you grade cannabis, even, you know, there's the top shelves. Yeah. Well, the very top, most, so they actually light up each individual LED and they give it a rating. Right. And so we actually get the top of the top because we've worked with them for over two years, um, helping them develop a horticultural line. Yeah. And that's probably the most critical moment right there where they have the option of, you know, putting you in the, third third bin over from the right and that ain't work you know, you know that's like you're already five steps behind whoever's got the best and i mean when you talk about um like efficiency wise i mean these leds are rated hundred thousand plus hours or more i mean i assume yeah yeah so so lma uh data suggests you know that you'll be down to about 90 percent light output at about a hundred thousand hours um so they'll still be operational at that point but more than likely, um, the tech will change, and you'll probably change your lighting way before you actually wear these lights out. Yeah. Uh, the drivers are rated. Most of the drivers are rated that we use mean well. 
and uh, electronics, and most of those are rated to 100 to 120,000 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's about the lifespan of the fixture for us, uh, which is, you know, like I said, the tech, who knows what it'll be. By the time you run 10, 12 years of 12, 12, yeah. where is the tech going to be at, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I was, uh, and that's the thing is no, nobody's got the same tech that they had, hopefully, you know, from that long ago. And, but but at the same time, we have been in a rut for a long a long time anyway and i always it was weird like back in the day uh in my imagination of of like what was going to be the next big thing i uh always thought that for some reason like you know i thought well in my i was kind of dreaming obviously because it still hasn't happened but i was thinking like you know if asia ever gets involved and they really like put their mind to it they're going to come up with a way better light and a way better source and a smarter design and you know I mean, just because if somebody puts their mind behind something they're looking at what we're doing which is growing cannabis they'd be like you know, some people might just look at it and say, well, why the hell are you doing like that? <laughs> just do this. And when it came to lighting, I felt like that was the number one uh, fuck up because we created so much heat. You know, there was always this heat issue. And uh, so, I mean, LEDs are like in some people's mind the savior. But up until recently, I would say I always looked at it as like a kind of like a trade off because you had to look at the the different kind of heat signature that you created. You didn't, you didn't create heat from the bulb, but you definitely created the heat from the drivers, you know what I mean? And the drivers seemed to run hotter than they needed to. And then all of a sudden you were like creating this kind of a dead, dead heat that was just above all your stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Have you guys had issues with that in the past or do you notice any of that improvement? So, so so what happens with, um, so the goal of course is, so a watt in is a, is a is basically a watt in. So one watt equals three point four one BTUs, and you introduce that power into a to a, a closed environment. Even the light energy itself that's hitting the plant, a decent amount of that's going to still turn into heat. Mm-hmm. So, um, so your goal, of course, is to be able to produce to give the plants the amount of light that they they need, or a set PPFD level, or a set light level for the least amount of wattage that you possibly can can put into that grow area and then of course you're going to have less heat um now yes ours are passive cooled so they do just radiate the heat up into the, the upper part of the room mm-hmm. but what that leads itself to is if you are using a uh, an extraction system if you aren't using co2 what that lends itself to is well it's kind of the heat right there where the filter is and it it's not beaming down that infrared down onto the plants that then has to radiate out like uh, a typical HPS or sure. or a metal halide bulb will do. Um, secondly, uh, generally speaking, and this is kind of something that most people don't realize is when you grow with an LED, they don't have that infrared heat. So you want to be, you know, three to five degrees Fahrenheit warmer with your air temperature at the same humidity level as you would with a, a comparable HID grow. Right. And the reason being is because you'll have the same roof surface temperature so the same transpiration rate at that time. Sure. So it kind of lets you get away with more uh, a warmer temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you hit 90 in an LED grow, they don't really show the signs that they show if you hit 90 with an HPS. Gotcha. Yeah, we kind of we kind of got to that conclusion a while ago, and that was like definitely the eye opener for me, where it was like, oh, okay, well, it was more about the leaf surface temperature, and it was about how LEDs in general, you know, and they were saying three to five degrees, no problem. Uh, even a little bit more sometimes, I guess. So um, that's all. And then, and then that's huge when you think about it as a year-end cash number thing when you start looking at, like, well, every degree, like, probably costs you 500 bucks less a year, you know, because you're just running your system that much less and 
have any replace that much Freon, et cetera, you know, so it's, so it's, uh, and, and everything becomes big, you know, obviously on scale, it becomes more applicable where you're like, okay, well, it's, well, it's, it's also a lot easier to get rid of the heat before it's down there. <clears throat> if, if you're pulling it out of the top of your room, because it's coming off the back of your lights, right. rather than being projected <clears throat> out the front of them, it's you. You don't run into what's called cascading thermodynamics. The, the warmer something is, the harder a time it has <coughs> getting rid of the heat. So you get heat buildup. Well, there's less heat buildup going on down in your soil, down in your plants when you're not dealing with all that infrared. So that's another one of the advantages to LED, which in turn affects you know the uh, same number of BTUs. But if it's building up less quickly because yeah. of where it's where it's coming from, sure. that's one of the one of the places that um, this thing of LEDs getting get having developed a reputation of, of using less electricity. It's not that they use less; it's that they allow you to use less, dealing with the byproduct that yeah. heat, that thermal contribution that they're making. True. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, my only thing back in the day when people first—I mean, I remember when the UFOs came out, and I got one of those, and I was like, oh, "Okay, this is interesting," but you know, like not like I ended up using it as a window display light for the, <laughs> from from for Amsterdam because in Amsterdam I could always grow plants in my window, and I always thought, "Fuck it, this is perfect for that," you know what I mean? But in, in general, it wasn't really a. I realized quickly that. In flower mode, it seemed to be like they were kind of running a little bit. They weren't really like hardening out properly. And there was just, you know, this is also like I don't know, late '90s or whatever when they kind of first developed those. But um, I've seen a lot of really great results recently um, from Black Dog up in Boulder. Those guys have a pretty dialed-in garden, so I've seen some LEDs that have just been, you know, well dialed in, knock it out of the park. They're the ones who kind of taught me about leaf temperature to begin with, and kind of showed me the 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 reasons why LED can work, I just still see it as a, a learning curve for most growers because you have to adjust. First of all, like you said, temperature maybe one thing, but also just expectations on growth per day and you know what I mean and how they stack and certain. Yeah, I mean, tell me, did you have any major um, groundbreaking changes in the last couple of years that kind of because seems like when they went from the colored lights to the full spectrum, that was a huge bonus. But then also the, the wattage now, what is, is five still sort of the max, or is there a bigger-sized like uh, LEDs or anything out there right now? Someone left the conversation. Who's that? Steve? Steve? Yeah, I think Steve left. Uh, it sounds like Steve might have fallen off. Okay. Yeah. Call him back, I guess. Give him a call. Yeah. He can't call in, so we got to call him. Right. Dun, 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 dun. We lost him. Um, yeah, because also, I mean, the other thing, too, with LEDs is I noticed a little bit, which I wanted to ask him about, him, maybe you, too, I guess, is yeah. I, I seem to have a hard time with them fading plants properly, you know? Like, they never want to go. They kind of just keep on going. Like, compared to, like, the same plant growing under a... Uh, Irregular HID would be showing some signs here and there, a leaf here, a leaf there, and then kind of dropping quickly or hopefully, you know, giving a little bit of signs that they've been flushed a little properly. And then with the 
with the LEDs, it seemed like at the end they just take green, 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 you know, like perfectly too green. You know what I mean? Where you're like, hmm. <laughs> kind of hard, well, hard on the flavor of zone. That's, that, that, I think, is probably there, there's this line that we skate when we're, when we're lighting a plant where it's like too much or not quite enough or just right. And yeah. um, if you're not, if, if at that point in the plant's life, it would be good to um, have more light, it'll go greener, mm-hmm. it'll go more chlorophyllic. If the, well, the, LED, so, the LEDs lend themselves to that or something? Or? Well, I, I think that um, generally the people who are using LEDs aren't going up in intensity okay. as much yep, we're back during on. flower. Okay, nice one. Steven's back, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, cool. So I think... Um, I Give was, him that question. Okay, so... <laughs> exactly. So I was, uh, I was asking... Uh, Wolf, and I was really going to ask you because that was kind of where I was leading the last uh, discussion about was that I felt like, uh, and, and and I'm glad we kind of agreed right away that if you're going to flower things uh, in situations where if you want LED only, especially up until recently, you'd be a lot of times lacking something and it always felt like something else just needed to be there and you get a full, make it full spectrum and that kind of where I saw the the change actually. So it all kind of makes sense in my brain. Like, okay, that is definitely where we're at. Where we're, it's almost like you're tuning in only two parts, but not the most, imp- all the, all the medium parts, which actually create the symphony part, you know, just like an entourage effect or something like that, I guess, of lighting, you know, yeah. um, with, yeah, and, and also, you know, the plants actually use all of the visible spectrum to photosynthesize. Uh-huh. So a whole, so they did some chlorophyll tests back in the you know late seventies, early eighties. They took algae and and they they saw that the chlorophyll A and B reacted to certain wavelengths of light very well. So they they so the early LED companies from the nineties and the early two thousands they tried to they tried to to capitalize on that and say hey look you know your HPS like this is all wasted light which was never the case. They actually used all the lighting from really below the par value of four hundred. All the way past it. So uh, even when the green light and all that stuff that they, the the early LED company said, oh, this is wasted light. It isn't being used. Yes, it actually was. Yeah. That's why when it came out with a 150 watt UFO that had just as much light in the red and blue range, it didn't produce like a thousand HP. It's not even close. Yeah. That's the reason. Is the light just wasn't there. Um, so that's the, the the big misconception. So so as an LED manufacturer. Um, we feel like we started out on the right foot telling the truth and, and offering quality products, but we started out with a black eye because yeah, well, so many of them. It's, it's, it's hard when you come into Yeah, it's hard when you come in and there's a whole bunch of products out there that were rushed to market and made by people who weren't really 100% on board. They just see something happening like, oh, look, the seed, seed sprouted. Okay, good, let's sell it. Boom. You know, there was no like follow through, like anything. So you ended up, it was the same as those. Um, I don't know how connected to the industry you are, but there was a huge fuck up back in the day in the late '90s, early 2000s, where they they were making those tents, and the first guys who came out with a literally like you know container loads after container loads of just faulty tents, where all the materials were leaching, uh, like just off gassing. Off gassing. So 
Yeah, so heavy you couldn't grow plants in them. Like I, I remember my friend had it, and I gave him some clones, and he went home, and they just died. Like, it was like instantly died before he even got them transplanted. He was like, "Dude, they're all dead." I'm like, "What? No." And then I went over, and I, he had one of the brand. Like he, it was the white ones where they were still vinyly and terrible. And uh, yeah, so I mean, people just make huge mistakes uh, by not not understanding their 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 uh, market value, I guess. And with LED, it's like you, your guys are coming in where after people who fucking just kind of threw stuff out there, like whatever, you know, they didn't know. But that same problem I have in my hemp hemp clothing game where there's a lot of bad hemp clothing out there that people see and then they were like, yeah, I don't really want any of that stuff. And you're like, really? Okay, well, have you looked at it for a while? You know, no, they, they had one scratchy shirt that they didn't like, you know what I mean? So it's kind of the same, same problem sometimes. But the question I was going to lead up to was, uh, I, what I notice is it's very hard to flush plants, in my opinion, with LEDs compared to other plants, like in, under HID, uh, where you get, like, just seems like you get a better, like, fl- it seems like they change quicker, like the colors will change and they'll flow, they'll flush out a little bit faster where you feel like they're, they're not holding food so much. Did you ever notice that? The, the, the fade at the end. Yeah. I kind of have a hard time. So you're saying the fade, or or the, are you saying that they fade too quickly? They don't fade at all. Like they, they don't. They don't. They don't want to fade. They they literally stay green. Yeah, it does seem like that uh, the plant health is a little better with the full spectrum, and it does seem like uh, that the flush does take a little longer. So one a good idea is probably to start a little earlier. I would think. I know that um, uh, I'm actually my other. So I'm actually on another show every Friday, and it's it's actually going right now. Uh-huh. But uh, they uh, the guy he's a real big fan of flushing, and so he starts a little earlier on. So he flushes for a full three weeks, and uh, they turn out very beautiful that way. Um, and so that's that's kind of the thing. Maybe you know maybe at the end of the day, it may actually save us some nutrient costs as well. Can't hurt anything there, right? Sure. And sure. and also if uh, if you're if you're uh, you know, I think they kind of come in a little earlier too. I mean, technically, like that's what I kind of felt. They, like they might not fade, but they kind of like red hair a little bit, kind of prematurely compared in the beginning, at least. Maybe not now because I haven't used them for a while. But I just had a little bit like I had my issues were that I couldn't work under them because of the the. the I know that I couldn't work under them, but I just couldn't see what I was doing when I was working under them. My friends had them in the room, and I was like, dude, everything looks just like dark, dark purple. <laughs> like, it's really hard to see to see what's going on, you know what I mean? Whereas I was used to kind of shitty views under Being able- uh, Yeah, HIDs aren't great, but, like, the sodiums aren't great, but the halides are beautiful, and, and then the ceramic metal halides are, like, crystal clear almost, growing, you know, walking around under them, looking at them. But the LEDs seemed like they were just annoying in in the beginning because of that couldn't get my tactile senses together when the plants all looked dark and over purple almost. Oh, yeah. Some of those things, it just depends on what brand or whatever or the ratio. And some of those make me kind of dizzy, you know. It's like, ugh. You know, <laughs> right. It was just too much. And, and yeah, with our lighting, uh, we're, we're a white light. And, uh, and so it, it's very similar to a metal halide. Um, it, it's like a... So for flowering, we recommend a warmer color temperature. So it's more like a, uh, I don't know if you remember, um, who was it made a wolf may know. There used to be a, uh, maybe it was a venture. They made a warm metal halide that was like 110, 115,000 lumen. 
and it was a 3000K metal halide. I think it may have been under the name Sun Sunblaze or something like that. Um, originally, Sylvania offered them as a 3K, and um, you could get them in a 400-watt 3K. I think they went up to 1,000 watts for a while, um, and but that was that. That's late '80s, and then of course uh, I can't speak for the '90s at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, three K looks like it looks like a, it's pretty much like if you buy a warm white yeah. bulb at yeah. Lowe's. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's got a it's little more. White. It's almost got a little bit of yellow in it in a weird way, right? Like it's kind of like a yellow tinge to. It, it's a lot like light. a phosphor halide. Uh-huh. The, the, it's a lot like the what the glow from a phosphor coated palette is exactly yeah I know but that. um yeah, yeah. little little uh, and that's um now now what i because I, I had some from uh i think similar probably technology as far as those guys from next light i had a couple sample pieces from them they had one of their mega their mega units which was like a, yeah. th- a thousand leds are you guys running the same sort of low low quarter watt led Lots of them. Yeah, uh, uses, um, the last time uh, that I know, as far as I know, they use the LM three O, the LM five six one B or B plus, and they run a mixture of five and three K, as far as I know. Um, so it comes into about a four K. Uh-huh. Um, we we sell a four K light um, and a three K. So we like the three K for uh, all around for veg and flower, and we like the four K more for just veg only. Uh-huh. Um, so we, we kind of, we, we, we steer a little towards the warmer white, which we've done side by side with every color temperature white light LED you can think of. Uh-huh. Um, from 4K 70, 5K 70 CRI all the way up to, uh, to 27K 90 CRI. And we found that the 3000K 80 does a great job full cycle and it does, and it does, and it, it's more focused on flower, but it veges as, as well as a metal halide. Sure. Um, and so it's kind of the all-arounder that we that we found. So, so we work like I said, like I was saying before, we work with Samsung, and uh, we actually use what they call the LM301B, which is their mid-power 3030 package chip. We're running them right around a half a watt, mm-hmm. maybe just a little shot. And um, they're actually right now the world record holder for the most efficient white light LED. Nice. Um, yeah, so they're definitely really nice chips, and we actually, you know, we we went up to LFI in Chicago um, maybe a couple months back now, and uh, they flew us up to meet with the Korean engineers and some of the CEOs and or the CEO and a few of the the big wigs of Samsung. It's very interesting. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of nice stuff coming down the pike from uh, from LED manufacturers and. Um, I would say in the next couple of three years that uh, it will definitely be the only light source that people will use until something comes along that's better. Yeah, I mean, definitely when it comes to every industry across the board, it seems like LEDs are pretty much taken over as far as like billboards and any kind of like uh, studio lighting or any place that I see that has recessed lighting or restaurants or hotels or anything that has to do like, you know, they don't have to replace bulbs. They're going to do it. And also it's just like we're in that weird upgrade phase when it came to like classic light bulbs getting, you know, discontinued and you're like, what people hoarding them and, you know, not understanding like, but at the same time, like those stupid, uh, CFIs or whatever that came out after that were cancer causing and, you know, people just use them everywhere. So you're like, well, those are not really what you wanted to upgrade to. 
Um, is there any dangers with LEDs as far as like, um, like say UVC or weird things that kind of like people should be nervous about in any way, shape, or form? Has there ever been any kind of light problems with those? The radiation output from the you know the yeah. light radiation. Yeah. But um, intensity wise, you still need to wear sunglasses and or you know something that that's uh, going to reduce the amount of light because it's still not good for your eyes to sure. see very bright light. And some of these LEDs, I mean, they're really. Well, I mean, our lights in particular, and we've seen a couple other from real serious companies like Philips and things like that. That I mean, when you get into the higher wattages, four or five hundred watts of of uh, high intensity light, you know, a hundred thousand lumens, you know, it's like trying to stare at a HPS except worse because it's yeah. So the Spread. human eye responds. We'll explain this: the five fifty-five nanometer, the most. So that's green light. Well, our light is more in the visible range than even HPS. Um, in some sense, as far as light sensitivity to your eyes, so it, it really is. It can be hard on your eyes, so you definitely sure. should wear eye protection. Yeah. But outside of that, not really anything that's you know skin, skin cancer causing or anything like that. No. no. Well, because I, I mean, I heard some sort of rumors about um, single jacketed um, ceramic metal halides in the very beginning that they were kind of some some UVC, which I was kind of hoping Dennis was going to come on because I wanted to talk about that with him. But that's that was like a little industry scare that I had heard at one point, which was kind of like, oh, you're using those single-jacketed ones? Oh, dude, those have UVC. And I was like, I don't know, dude. It's, like, have, it's just what I had. Well, they, they do have UVB in them and maybe even some UVC. So, yeah, you definitely... Okay. Um, well, just because of their being high-frequency, like, they're, you know, being... Uh, high frequency lights, and then on top of that, um, you know, the ones that I had were like raw Phillips guts. You know what I mean? There was not uh, nothing in the case, and everything was just like. And I was like, okay, so these things, yeah, are can't, you know, the combination of they're, they're open and and kind of okay, we just mount them on the wall, and, you know, just like Amsterdam style, where they just hand you a, a ballast and figure it out yourself. You know what I mean? Like okay, whatever. Oh, yeah. But this, but this, well, one, the, uh, yeah, jacket and metal halide. I've seen people actually take, uh, you know actually take the glass off of a metal highlight and actually run it. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff to get the UV light. Um, the, uh, huh. like, uh, I think it was Solistec actually offers a low iron glass on one of their, on one of their metal highlight bulbs, the 10 K. And that thing actually has some UVB in it as well. So definitely, you know, you don't want cataracts because our atmosphere, of course, filters out most of it. Hmm. Um, so that's why we end up, you know, so you definitely most, want to make most, sure. That- most, most of the places where we've got the better cannabis in the world growing, though, are places that are high UVB uh, percentage yeah. relative to the total that's there. And um, there's been a lot of experimentation. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority, of, the majority of glass that lamps get made out of won't pass. And Dennis will talk about that when you get him on. Um, won't pass light that is shorter in wavelength than 300. So mm-hmm. you really don't have a lot of even UVB uh, coming off of, of the lamps. If, if you if you peel the CMH, you still wouldn't get what you, what you get would be down to 300 and there would be enough of it to do radio to do radiation damage Mm -hmm. but it's it's like the the shorter in wavelength that you go the more energy there there is in it are are, where you're trying to stimulate to increase production of conversion of cb to to increase production of cannabigeralic acid is at 285 to 288 nanometers but 
the difference between 288 nanometers and 301 nanometers in terms of its, the, the damage it can do is about 100 times as much. So UVB supplementation is not for amateurs and it's not for professionals who haven't got it set up to do it properly with the correct personal protection equipment on hand. I, I needed to throw that out because um, Steve tends to be very in my view, a little conservative with regards to UV, but he's, the lights are so good. I mean, what Steve is doing is, is better than HPS per watt by far and has better quality of light. The, the, the mix is better. It's closer to being natural. But also, you haven't talked about SMDs yet and all that. So you, you, you talked a little about COBS, but talk about where, where you guys are going with it and your, your quantum boards and, and your D. They, they've got this huge do-it-yourself section on their site. Um, so you should talk about that a little too, please. Okay. So, so yeah, so what happened was we, uh, uh, during the time that uh, when I first introduced the Maximizer, which was a couple of years ago, I was pretty familiar with it. Uh, we were talking about earlier about the heat coming off the back and it actually and had a uh, custom reflector made. And we actually mounted the heat sinks inside of the reflector so that the heat would could be removed from the room through duct work. Um, one of the te- first early testers was with a guy on um, a heavy TV show, uh, Cordy Chris, and what he noticed with it was he actually had to pop the heat back into the grow area, into the tent that he was testing it in, in order to actually attain the temperatures that he wanted. Because once we trapped the heat inside that case, there was no radiance going into the truck. But, uh, but yeah, what we're going right now is, um, so what we've done is, while I was developing that light, we, you know, we were doing a lot of laboratory testing with uh, uh, places like ITL Boulder and Light Laboratory um, and some other places uh, that we've used. And, and what we found out was Samsung actually had what you call the L-561C, which was a mid-power uh, 5630 LED that, that is a solder on, you know, uh, what you call a SMT or, you know, uh, surface mount technology. And uh, so we went in that direction and saw a, a pretty good increase in efficacy for light output per watt from the cobs. So the cobs were coming in, you know, uh, 1.8, 1.9 micromoles per joule, you know, of the power going in from the wall. You get about 1.9 micromoles per joule. Transversely, at the time, you know, it was very popular still. Um, signal ended were after reflector loss, glass loss, from your reflector, things of that nature, you were at 1.3, 1.4. So we were somewhat more efficient with the cop. Gotcha. Then comes the SMT. Uh, we're... We're somewhere around 2.1, 2.2 micromoles per joule when before uh, with the S5 flux men. We mm. we only had mm. launched uh, maybe a couple hundred unit boards at the time with the S5 before the S6 was available, which jumped us up to 2.3 micromoles per joule. So it was substantially more efficient per watt than a single unit HPS fixture, um, and we ran those. And we were buying, so it, it, like Wolf was saying, we had a DIY community. So we, we built kits. And um, basically, 
if you could use a screwdriver and wire strippers, you could build your own light and save a bundle. Right. Because not only did we pay someone to assemble the light, we didn't have to come up with retail packaging. Um, you know, the warranty was if something if something did tear up, you know, of course, uh, we honor that and we'll replace that part. But we're not shipping a whole light back and shipping you a new light. So we could take all that into the to the cost of production. And and that's that's how we really rose to fame was the DIY section of things. And, uh, you know, a person could build for about 650 bucks or a little bit less. Right now, today, you can build a 1,000-watt replacement. Uh-huh. Uh, that uses about uh-huh. 500 watts. So it's really hard to go into your local hydro store and buy, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a hood, a bulb, a ballast, and, and get a, get the stuff that's really nice for that money. You know what I mean? Um, so that was kind of the, the kick that we started on, and it really blossomed. Well, we were using so many LEDs that Samsung actually called us because at the time we were going through distribution, and they called us and they they just kind of called us up and said, hey, what are you guys doing with all these LEDs? And I said, uh, we we manufacture horticultural boards. Mm-hmm. And uh, we do mm-hmm. DIY and, and complete fixtures. And they couldn't believe it. You know, Samsung, just they saw no value in horticulture in LED, you know, two years ago. And uh, so they kind of kept track with us. And they said, hey, you know... Um, so for now, like right now, they've actually uh, they've officially launched the red LED. We actually have the first hundred samples on the planet. But uh, so they asked us, they said, "What would be the next LED you'd like to see in the horticultural field?" And I said, 660 nanometer, of course, um, was the next viable one." Um, so that's been developed. The 730 is under development now, and there's even a third one under development. It's all in our guidance. So they made us a little deal, you know. They said, if you guys will help us. By point, telling us and informing us on the horticultural scene of things, we'll work with you and we'll give you preference on the the top of the top bit. You know, in other words, we get the best of the best. Nobody even gets what we get. And uh, I said, okay, deal. So we we actually have weekly meetings with Samsung every week with their engineers in Korea, and it's it's kind of cool um, to hear the tech and where things are going. We get to hear it from the horse's mouth or anyone. So it's kind of fun. Are they not using, or they are? Are they using the technology back there and now growing with LED? Because you figure they'd be on that too. Say, say that again. I was wondering if the Koreans are growing a lot of it uh, with LEDs now after this in the last season, the last couple of years. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I haven't. Now I do know that they. They just. They actually had our. They had a lighting show. Um, so Samsung just is grasping. Um, the horticultural field in the open, so uh, probably the last three three months. So uh, I know they did a show in in uh, Seoul, and one of our customers actually called us, and that's how we got the, the contract uh, out in Washington. Was he said I was at a lighting show in in Korea, and I saw your board in Samsung's booth, and I said, well, that's that's that feels good, you know. And um, right. so they're just right. now. So I don't really have a an inside scoop on that because, like I said, Samsung's corporate. I mean, for the first year of our partnership with Samsung, even the the, the sales reps and the engineers were really trying to talk corporate into it. So it was kind of like we were working with them, but the corporate was still saying, "No, that's stupid. There's no market." And then then they start. And then I guess they did the market research and they said, "Okay, 
<laughs> you know, Crew, I guess there yeah. is a market. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was, they were really, Samsung's a really big, big corporation, and getting things done, like, you know, it's not something like going down to your local store and, and, and having something made or done. It, it takes a long time, unfortunately. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy because like Philips, of course. I mean, I'm sure they're looking at they look at Philips, and they realize like that's the all you know. That's a huge, huge division of that company. It's one of the biggest parts of it. And that's what uh, you know in Europe. Every Philips bulb is is kind of dominating every single field that there is, whether it's growing or industrial. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and that was the thing too with them. Um, you know, they of course they. They had an automotive red LED for brake lights and things like that. But outside of that, they didn't have any real color LEDs. Mm-hmm. So when they did look at it and they saw these color LEDs, they just didn't, they didn't have, um, they didn't feel like the market was going to go anywhere enough to where they would spend the R&D dollars to actually develop these color LEDs for horticulture. And that's why they never got into it. Um, which if you look at most of the Philips lighting, it is kind of the red, blue, um, with maybe a little bit of white mixed in, they're still into that, what I call blurple. Right. It's not really blue, it's not really purple, you know, it's blurple. So they're still into that that mode at Phillips, and so that's why Samsung never really looked into it. Once we started using their general lighting LEDs that just happened to be the best ones on the market, then they said, okay, okay, we're already producing this, and if you'll buy this, then we can develop this on the back end, which we helped them too. They they end up using packages that they already uh, um, they they end up using packages that they already had and, and just adding the dye in, you know. So it wasn't it wasn't a ground up build per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't so costly. It still cost them, you know, you know a few hundred thousand dollars, but it sure. wasn't a million. But it was just to start from scratch. Sure. Sure. And now, I mean, most of your stuff's now made in America, but obviously components are coming from everywhere, right? So you, you just guys get yes. the best you know, that you can get. So we packaged in America. So Cree actually tried to package LEDs in America for a while, and it just so happens there's certain things that Asians can do that Americans can't. I know that sounds odd enough, but, like, if you go to any uh, electronics production here in the U.S., uh, there's a certain amount of things that will go through reflow, or in other words, the machine puts the, the parts on and it goes into an oven and gets soldered. Um, there's a certain amount of defects when the machine puts the parts on that has to be fixed or vice versa. When it goes through there, uh, uh, through the oven, it has to be unsoldered and resoldered or repaired. Well, every every shop you go to, they'll probably have a, 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 a oriental person doing that particular thing. Generally, women as well are the ones that are the ones that do it. It's kind of crazy. I mean, I've been to places. Everybody is well, of all nationalities, and then you go into the room where they're doing the repairs, and it's all Asian. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they'll always tell you, yeah, they they just have the dexterity that it takes to do it, and most people don't. And that's crazy, but it's just what it is. Um, so packaging LEDs is something that Cree tried to do here in the states, and I mean, they spent millions of dollars trying to do it, and they never got it right. So they just they they had to go to China. So that's all LEDs are packaged in China. Mm-hmm. So that the reactors for Cree and Lumilid they actually make the dye here in the United States. Some of them will, and like uh, Samsung makes the dye in South Korea. But when it comes to final packaging, they send it to China because they're they're just that good at it. 
Yep, there's the jobs we'll never get back. <laughs> we'll never get the manufacturing of the... If you look into it, that's why they, they've been doing, like for these guys, uh, for these Chinese that are doing that stuff, that's why they're giving visas out like crazy for that particular segment because, they're, you know, it's something you... It's almost like you have to bring it in. It's, it's an actual genetic thing. And I, I would have never believed it in a million years, but after I've... I've looked into it, like I said, and Chris spent millions of dollars trying to do this with Americans who couldn't perfect it. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's definitely it's definitely a specialty item, that's for sure. And the thing is, I mean, uh, big, uh, you know, big industry uh, always comes down to if somebody doing the grind work, work, and, and you know, every company is responsible for it. So, is your sourcing? Uh, like, do you have as much as you can control of uh, where the products come from when you go there? Or do you, yeah. yeah. The aluminum we use here in the States, I mean, you can machine the, the, the bodies of the, the parts and stuff like that. We can buy the Chinese smelted aluminum cheaper from the American suppliers like uh, Central Steel and different places like that. But we actually pay a price premium and get the, the aluminum that is processed in America. So... Uh, um, we do that, and um, we also, uh, for a long time, the boards were built in America until we did do the Samsung, and they are now built in South Korea. Yeah. But putting in an SMT line in August, so we're actually going to be doing, that's kind of how I know about the whole Pantar and thing in, in Asian, is because we're actually in, uh, opening up our own SMT line. It costs us quite a bit of money, but we'll be manufacturing our own boards here in the States as well. Um Again, we use a, a manufacturer. Now that, that will, will that be unique among the LED manufacturers and LED units that's available here? As far as I know, I've, I've heard that um, I've heard that uh, that Fluence has their own S and T line, but I don't. I know it was an older machine, and I've seen videos of it, and it was a really older machine. And I highly doubt that it could keep up with any form of production today. So for, as far as I know, um, no, I don't know anyone else that's actually doing that. Uh, it could be that there's others, but not that I am aware of. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, we actually bought a Panasonic line. Um, it's the best the money can buy. That they actually use it on, like, the iPhone, the Alexia Home. Uh, a lot of most of your complex components are used a panasonic does it they're the biggest thing the the best at it and it it's it was more expensive but um it gave us a lot of room to grow like we can literally produce a thousand of our quantum boards every day in an eight-hour shift so uh so we'll be able to keep up with production demands as, as we grow so uh but yeah it's, it's one of those things um yeah so so we will be in, you know sourcing that next month in house even further um, but like the, like I said, the machining, we buy all American wire, made in America wire, all of our cords, all of our connectors. Uh, all the thing we can source, we can source in America. Sure. I mean, and uh, also you can repair all your lights properly too, right? So if it's any issues with motherboard or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We don't generally have files go out so much because... We do have good thermal management, and we we use the top quality diodes, like brand names like Samsung. Um, we haven't really had a problem with diodes going out so much, 
Um, but yeah, we could service them if we needed to. But generally what happens if, if a grower con emails us, if they've had a problem, if they email us or anything like that, we next day in the fixture and just, and we include a, a return label for that fixture. No questions asked, please take care of the customer. Because we understand, I mean, it's, you're in the middle of flower, you, you don't want a lot to go down. You, sure. you need it. You don't need sure. it a month from now. You need it now. Of course, of course. Of course, of course. So, you still got a um, background uh, echo here on my on my hand. Uh, is that is that in your background, uh, Stephen? Do you have that something still on? Is that better there? Yes, I think so. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because yeah, it'll be up forever. You'll you'll hear it. <laughs> you'll hear it. Don't worry. Uh, but. Uh, so, yeah, as far as repairs, that's great to have just in case. I mean, like you said, if you're in the middle of flower, all of a sudden you're like, shit, I got one one of my 200 lights down. It's one of 200 lights, you know, so it's something. But, yeah, you, you, so you're having minimal amounts of uh, returns. That's obviously a big, big, uh, you know, deal when you're talking about numbers. What is your capacity at this point in time? Are you able to produce, if somebody has a spot that needs 600 lights, you can, you can deliver that? Or is it, is there a waiting time or anything? So right now we're in an, an eight-hour shift. We can do somewhere around 125 to 150 units a day. Okay. So yeah, we generally um, we sit on quite a few. We have a, a pretty decent stock buildup at all times of several hundred units. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean if somebody calls in, they say I've got two, three hundred units. We generally can ship that within a week, no problem. Awesome. And um, is there any is there anything in, as far as like. The, what's the sizing in them, or what's the space, and what's the uh, like, what's the distance that they, they need to be uh, from each other? Just the basic. Okay, thing. so right now with the, the HLG 550, which is our current flagship light, it's a um, he uses about. It's actually down because the voltage forward has went down on the on the diodes from the 301B, so it's actually more efficient. Um, so they're they're roughly running around 480 actual watts at the wall. Um, and you use one of those over every, it depends on, on your layout, but every 16 to 20 square feet um, is what you run that on. And um, you would put that in flower. You can get as close as 18. I like around 20 to 22. And uh, for veg, you can go as high as 30 inches and get very tight internal space. Okay. And is there, um, oh, I might've missed it because I was looking at something. Was there a footprint? Um uh, um, like as far as overlap, say if you had like wanted to do a ten by ten room, uh, is there a op? Do you have a, do you have an easy kind of like sort of formula as far as that goes, or who's just a square room? Yeah, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, you can go every four by four to every four by five area. Mm -hmm. So um, is what we recommend. So for like a ten by ten, if you're going to have a aisle down the middle. You could do three on each side, and you would absolutely murder it. You know, yeah. you'd have really high light volume, but you could stretch it as far as just two lights on each side. So it really does lend itself kind of to how people do with these. I mean, you have guys that 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 just you know they put them every four foot by four foot space or something. Sure, they over thirty square feet with one. You know, yeah, and that's a little overloaded. Yeah. And then you know, and you know that you, you know that, that you're pushing it at that point too because. I can, some plants just hate it, you know. I mean, they just have issues when they don't. They don't. You're better off to be on the. Well, yeah. It, when you when you, when you start getting up to those high energy levels, you really are into what you go in with 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 a car engine. If uh, 
if you got a big carburetor, you better have the fuel lines quiet. You better have the sparks to give it enough charge. Well, when you start, light, light is light is the motivating energy of all of the phytochemical reactions that we're after. So when you, if you're going to give it saturation light, then you better give it all of what it takes for it to use it, or you end up with photo inhibition. It actually starts going, oh, wait, something's way off balance, and the um, chloroplast, not chloroplast, I'm sorry, the stomata um, contract. They, they get smaller, which makes it harder for the plant to hold nutrient up. So you got to, you know... Once you start, once you start getting around 700, 800 ppf, you really do have to start balancing it to be able to use anything above that. Otherwise, it's wasted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and what we've noticed too is if you've got everything dialed in, and this is kind of one of those things that um, there's two modes to it. But if you've ever seen a plant, and they do this a lot under LED, I've noticed uh, the white light LED is so what that will a lot of people will call prey, you know. So a lot of times when the light levels get really uh, high, not like extraordinarily high, but when the plant gets its, um, you know, gets a certain PPFD level, they'll actually, those top leaves will actually kind of point more. And what that's actually doing is it's allowing the light to pass down into the deeper canopy. And uh, there's a couple of studies that have been have came out recently, probably in the last year or so, that suggest um, that that's actually a mechanism of the plant la- allowing the bottom of the plant to photosynthesize as the top of the plant has received is receiving enough uh, PPFD. If you know what I'm saying, when it actually angles the leaves. Hmm. Have you have you seen any studies like that, Wolf? Um, I actually have seen people theorizing as to that effect. Whether or not it is, you know, there's a lot of argument with it but half yeah, the time we, we don't even ha- we don't have a good way figured out even to measure as the plant is live and in action what's going on in it we sort of have theories and we look at what happens and we guess what's going on as it fits the existing theories yeah yeah that's it you know and 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 that's something like I said that we've noticed a lot with our lights is um, we do get a lot of praying a lot of the time um, mm-hmm. if you have everything piled in and it does seem like that the lower the lower stuff actually does benefit quite a bit you know you don't end up with as much snarf as you would uh, some of the time so it is it may be a benefit at some point you know uh, like you said there's so much research to be done in this field it's it's we don't even it's just beginning. You know, for us, all, you know, all, yeah. And you know, the thing is, uh, like you said, the temperature difference makes a huge thing about the lower stuff too, because that's where all the, uh, you know, when the plants are really, when you have that like seventy-two degree, there's always that like sweet spot, and then anything below that is kind of in the, in the chill zone. You know, what I mean, as far as growth goes, yeah. when it goes to flower, because that's kind of where you, you know, you a lot of times want to. Uh, get it down to as much as possible um but you know if you're hitting at 80 degrees or 78 degrees or whatever that's a little more easy going on those lowers you know what i mean and some of the times you get those things that actually makes a big difference weight wise you know <laughs> like i actually like when you have something hanging out in there <laughs> if, you know, if you know what i mean um so uh What's the, what is the penetration, let's say, on that one as far as, like, okay, at, at that, at, what is your, like, your height in your room? Because the, one of the things that's, like, 
important with double-ended bulbs and all the you know heavy like the high heat producers is to have that space if you don't have the space you're fucked you know leds everybody wants to do it in these tight little areas but what is your actual real distance from the lights that makes sense because they're like obviously is there too close yeah. well anything over eight, eight at full power with like the 550 for yeah. instance which is the ready made fixture um anything closer than 18 inches you're getting a little too close Mm-hmm. Um, I like, like I said, I like about 20 to 22, and that's a pretty high intensity on the flower, uh, but not too intense um, during flowering. Uh, so that's about about what our recommended mounting height is like 22 inches mm-hmm. uh, for flower. So that's that's where I like to keep it. And then you can, uh, you know, you can lollipop your plant up, but you don't have to. Anything you do with your thousand watt single-ended HPS that you're used to running, yeah. that's about what kind of pruning technique you'll use with these because it is a very similar photon output and a very similar spread even to a, a traditional 1,000. Okay. Um, I mean, because in the past, it's always been like, you know, the reality is the, the footprint's a little smaller than you think, and then you, you're losing a foot here and a foot there, and all of a sudden that, that adds up huge, you know. So it hasn't, there's been a lot of times where I've been, I've seen some big operations where people just put some real, someone told them numbers and made them believe, but they were like way underpowered. You know what I mean? It was like, I thought, you know, and then they still pull off something, but it was a different, um, you know, it was just a different structured plant and you have to grow a lot of smaller, go back to your sea of green, go back to, now you're in, you're in heaven now, dude. Your sea of green is so relevant again. Right? Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and, and like in Cali, you know, they're doing the square footage thing, you know, for licenses, it's not plant count anymore. And mm-hmm. I, I see no reason whatsoever to do anything else. If you're in that kind of situation, then see a green. I mean, it doesn't make any sense yeah. to do anything else. Well, and, and, and one of the big advantages here to the LEDs, um, and in particular, I really like Steve for this, is that where you're needing that 10-foot, 15-foot ceiling running the the relic HIDs, you can do double layers. I mean, for a little while, especially in the states that are just coming on that haven't quite figured it out, you've got canopy area, but no one said how high. Mm -hmm. So if all I can get is a year of growing double or triple layer before the law gets changed and they go, oh, no, you can only do it one layer high, uh, I can I can way more than pay for those lights mm-hmm. that it took to run two or three layers, and then when they're gone, now I've I've got enough money, I've got enough lights left, so they closed that loophole. Fine, now I've got enough money, I can rent another warehouse, get another license, I, and and what what I was doing in multiple layers, now I'm doing in more horizontal. That's fine. But the lights are the the LEDs are definitely better suited to multi tier oper- to multi tier warehouse operation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Which is you know always been my thing. I tried to avoid because of the multi tiered. Well, obviously not with LEDs, but with any other lights is a nightmare. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, it's impossible to get the even even hit. Um, Without, without, uh, yeah, uh, causing spending an enormous amount of money because you're working sideways, you know. I mean, it's like it's not, it's not the same, it's not the same thing in a sense, and it's hard to have two levels yeah. without connecting, you know, because you have obviously heat rising and 
Uh, oh yeah. What what's your what's your guys oh, yeah. what's your guys experience on that? Um I ran Emerald Cavern for a while which was running plants on movable walls uh three layers high using square 6-inch pots. Um we used plywood for the back of the wall, used 6 by 8 or excuse me, 2 by 8 um set on edge for the uprights and then 2 by 2s across you put the square pots in so the back sort of sits against the wall. It's a pain in the ass. It's it's you know higher production than sea of green and then hung three um three four hundred stacked on light movers. Um it was it was high efficiency but um the a lot of, for, a lot of moving parts though too. Yeah, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, a lot of the help didn't show up, so now you've got a 17-hour day, um, you know, Dry all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with what we're running into now, like we work with a couple different consulting companies, and, and they've developed like special ductwork for in-between each layer so that, uh, you know, heating the, the lights themselves and the plants are actually cooled from the ductwork so that they're, we don't have that heat. Mm-hmm. going into the second layer sure. that you'd normally would, like in Wolf's uh, description. Mm-hmm. They actually have special network that they've, they've modified these shells to do. Um, and there's a, a the company out based in Denver that we're working with uh, that does that. And uh, and then also one out in uh, California that does similar uh, racking, like I said, that has a special patent. The one has a patent on their network, and it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty interesting. Is but, that uh, is that like is yeah, that for the is that for the components more than for the the heat of the lights like we were talking about earlier like more the uh, all the all the guts sit up in the in the cool zone or is it a uh, for cooling the room itself? Right, it, it's 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 for controlling the temperature of the canopy of the plants. Also, you know, okay. fighting the any heat that is produced at the lights before they it, it can actually overheat the next layer up and things of that nature. So it is really designed really well to take care of all that. And it, and it lends itself more to those. Um, and we've got one uh, that we've developed for specifically for them. It lends itself to more of a bar type fixture, you know, that has the multiple bars and has spaces in between so that the air can move through. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's kind of what it, uh, what they're, they have going on right now. And, um, and I think that we're going to win the contract because it's very close and our pricing is a lot better. So, and they like the fact that we manufacture in the U S so it, um, so it's looking promising, uh, versus some of the competition. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really neat, to to watch all these different companies and, and, and as it comes more to light, the, the industry itself, as it becomes more legitimized each day, it, it's really, it's really cool to actually see innovation happening at a, uh, you know, people coming up with great ideas and not having to hide it anymore. You know, it's kind of fun. Sure, and the parameters have changed, and people actually can need to replicate everything over and over again. So it's not like uh, before, where you're just be like every situation is different, which it kind of is still. But it's kind of getting less and less. Like the more rooms I go to, the more they get like cookie cutter. So you can design almost the room could be anywhere. You know, what I mean, at that point, it's not like it has to be. Uh, in your L-shaped weird underground <laughs> bunker thing that you have, you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> never to be, repli- never to be replicated. Um, so you start to see what works get re- redone and what doesn't work, hopefully doesn't, but sometimes does. Um, what is, what do you think? So what's your future uh, sort of prediction on what's going to be the next big, because now 
uh, like Wolf was saying, plasma. And the thing about that, that was the the first plasma bulb that came out was exactly what he was talking about. Where it's like that one that, uh, and it's the one that um, there's uh, sulfur plasmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Sulfur plasmas. Anger type. Yeah. And uh, the very uh, first one um, that Theo had, and when he brought down to the cannabis cup for me, like showed that to everybody, and it was like. It's definitely life. It was definitely like one of those moments where you're like, "Holy shit!" That is like a little mini sun just rotating in front of you, you know? Because it's kind of like right. got that vibe. You put your welding mask on and you look at that, and you're like, "Oh my god, we have harnessed the sun!" You know, it's like it's crazy, and no wires connecting it. And it's very the, the, weird. the big problem with it, of course, like I said, is that it looks like you're almost going to have to build greenhouses or warehouses as Faraday cages because of the amount of electromagnetic um, emission that they put out. They're, they're radios. They are just like the sun's a radio station. Yeah. They are ra- the, the, the yeah. high energy plasmas are radio stations. Great. Yeah, that said, what makes the cobs, what made cobs superior to individual color diodes was the lack of gaps the um, light is a continuous wave. Light incoming is a continuous blend of waves. Um, there's a lot of theory to be proven by experimentation, but um, there's a goodly possibility that all of current lighting science is based on a radically wrong understanding of what's going on. So, um, you know, like taking photos under different bulbs results in different things. So when you take a photo right. under these LEDs, what kind of a image are you getting? Are you getting a, a any kind of flicker or weirdness, or are you just getting a normal image? Um, with our lights, no. Um, but with some LEDs, you can't have. So it, it really it really lends itself to um, number one, what kind of power supply they're running. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. So you have a switching power supply, and if the frequency is low enough for a camera to actually capture that frequency, you're going to have that banding that you see with like a mag ballast, you know? Hmm. Um, but yeah, well, mag, uh, mag, 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 you just give away cause you have the stripes. You know? So you're like, ah, you still have mag, you still have magnetic bulbs. And they're like, how did you know? <laughs> you know like, because the picture has stripes on it. You yeah. Know so I mean? that, that thing, it, it, it has a lot to do with the frequency. Oh, yeah. Um, with our lights, um, so you can, I don't, I'm not real, my, my partner is the electrical engineer, but uh, I know that you, you know, there's a, that there's ways to eliminate that and cause, and, and create a solid DC current that isn't, doesn't actually, you know, have that flicker and the, and the, the drivers we use, Meanwhile and Inventronics, mm-hmm. um, they are the higher quality LED drivers and we don't have that flickering, which you know, a lot of the stuff, uh, the mean wells and the electronics are using stage lighting. And, you know, so they're expecting, uh, you know, photography and, and video and things of that nature. So you don't run into that with those. So, but I have seen some of the cheaper LEDs, like when you get into, you know, you go on uh, Alibaba.com and you find some random piece of garbage, you know, or whatever, um, that's $50 will, will grow 20 pounds, <laughs> you know, or whatever those uh sometimes you do get the flicker in them so those are very inferior drivers but yeah for the most part we don't we don't have that issue at all sweet so um we're, i'm also going to get my boy mario to jump in on the conversation in a minute um 
I'm going to have uh, MTI add them to the... You have their last number, right, still? You're all loaded up? Loaded up. All right, so... Um, but before I get him in, got to gotta scold Steven one more time. <laughs> I still get an echo off whatever he got on there. I'm like, ah... Still getting a well, little... Also, Stephen, before you go, yeah. co- you know, tell people how to get a hold of you. Oh, we're not going anywhere yet. I just want him to... Don't want him to oh, okay. Stay on. I just want him to, like, check whatever he's got electronic... Whatever he's listening to. Got to turn that thing off. Just turn it off. Okay. Because I'm, I'm getting... I'm still, I'm still getting an echo, but an echo comes off of everybody but his conversation. So I'm like, he's got it all figured out. He's got us all... <laughs> keep everybody down. Just like, don't echo. Um... But yeah, if you could do that while I bring in Mario, because otherwise we're gonna have four people talking and echo on everybody. So cool. I think it's better already. A little bit, tiny, tiny bit. <laughs> anyway, that's okay. Uh, so the, yeah, like I want to know obviously all the contacts and things like that. But before we do that, uh, I wanted to bring Mario on board just because, uh, like I said, like you were, like you were saying before, we have a definite. Um, uh, we have a definite uh, announcement, hopefully, to make about distributing product in the industry, and partially, a lot of that's going to be the the idea of guys like this, like Stephen, who are making stuff here, and you know, not not that we're like bold, you know, has to be American, but trying to keep everything as close to the close to the the home as possible, especially when it comes to. Uh, also, people who are working with it has to all be quality. It's not about just where it's from. It's more about you know people who are doing it for the right reasons. And because uh, I'm sure there's like when you go to some shows now, I mean, that's why I was wondering like how these Korean guys didn't understand, how Samsung doesn't see it when you go to the shows and there's so many people with LEDs with Asian companies that are you're standing there and you're like. They're never going to make a sale because they're like four years behind on everything that they're doing. You're like looking at the bulbs and you're like, oh my God. Um, but it seems like there's so much out there that there'd be a, at least, a, is there any other companies out there that you think are like on point that you know that are doing it right that you feel like are your, your who you guys are up against? You have reached the voicemail box of no, four zero. <laughs> no, not that one. Uh, hold on, let me just check. Uh, he said yeah, so, but I'll double check the number. I gotta call everyone back now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. It's one hang up for everybody. There's no, no, it out. no individual hang ups. Dun 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 dun. All right. That was crazy, bro. Well, maybe he can, maybe the echo will go away. <laughs> I was going. <laughs> Yo yo, sorry about okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. We had a, right, we yeah, had hello. a, we had a knock out. We had a, we had to knock everybody out if we was to knock one out. So you're all What's bad. going on? Yo, there he is. Hey, Mario's there. So. Hey, you called the cell phone. I wanted you to call that one because I might not work here. Oh, um, okay. Well, do we call the right one now or no? Or you called us? What's going on? What's happening? Who's there? Nobody. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. And Mario's here. Maz, you here? Maz. Nope. Someone just left. Okay. Was that because you brought in them and Maz disappeared because he was on the... Because he called us. That was a problem. So 
call. Let me see. Okay, let me see. Wait, wait, wait. Can't. So, can't. Which number? I'll ask him. What's going on, guys? Well, that's mass there, right? Yeah. How are you? Okay. So, you're just calling in now again. Right? Yeah. All right. Calling from a landline. Because, uh, uh, well, I'm over at the grow. You gotta text me. You gotta text me the number, and I have to call you because I can't bring in nobody. All right, I, I did text you. All right, you did. Which one? Oh, which one? The yeah. same one. The house. The house. Well, one. The nine four nine number. Yeah, yeah. I got. I tried that. Okay, here we'll do that one again. All right, call that one back. All right, call it back. Well, he almost gave out his number so close, but now you just have to do a thousand combinations to get the, the Maz on the line. Be like, eh, I'm gonna call everybody. Nine four nine. Everyone knows. Um, so we're gonna have uh, Mario call and we'll get him on, and then we'll bring the boy. We'll get the other guys back. I guess we'll bring them all in at the same time. How's it go? He just that so, way make it to where when people call in, there is no reverb or echo or anything. Uh, we're, um, back. we're back. We're back. We're back. Cool. Okay. Nice. Uh, so who we have now? Steve. It says two people on this call. Okay, so we got Steve and we got Wolfie, right? Yep. Yep, Wolf here. Aha, uh-huh, Wolf. Okay, so now we need to bring in the uh, Maz on that number there. Okay, so whoo, the technology. See, we got we got we got beat at our own game here because then he tried to call in and had to hang on on you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now we're locked out of the phone. See, it's just it's catastrophe. But uh, so yeah, give us while well, before we get um. Him in the line here. It's that one there, the middle house line. Uh, because he's he's gonna jump in, and we're gonna get all over the place. I think. Just give us right now your your uh, your information as far as the the you know just Instagram or whatever is the best way to get in touch with you guys. We're not gonna drop you. You guys can hang in there, but I just want to make sure we don't. Hi guys. Oh, never yeah. mind. Hey. He's never mind. He's here. I wasn't sure how long it's gonna take. All right, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Now we'll talk about it in a minute. So, Maz, welcome to the conversation. Hey guys, how hey. are you? Who's over there? Hey, we got Wolfie. Steve, how you doing? Both groups here. We got Stephen uh, Johnson in. Uh, we've been. Have you been listening to the show at all, or are we just trying to, we just grabbed you and you were. I have a PBJ or I, something. I was trans. I was just transplanting. Transplant. I, uh, all right. I was, I was messing with the Horace Gold. That's mixing okay. it into my mix, and I did a little uh, transplant with that. I just did I yesterday. I just did that yesterday. I just did that yesterday. Harvest Gold. I know you did. I know. That's good. So I did it today because uh, okay. I want to be like Adam. But uh, I, I, I like. I, I'm, I'm digging it, dude. I'm, I'm liking it. But go ahead. What do we? A, uh, it's a good conversation. Product. Okay. Well, you, well, you're, you're, uh, right in. You're stepping right into the right zone because. I'm going to let you tell us later at the end of the show. We're going to talk more about what what's going on with you and when things and what we're going to be doing out there. But right now we're talking with um, LED lighting guy who has been doing it for a couple of years now. And he's re- been really working with the best of the best, which is, you know, the only way to do it. Right. And uh, Wolf turned me on. And, you know, if Wolf turns you on to somebody in the lighting game, you know, it's already that's already been Wolf approved. Right. So. He turned my friend onto it, who now, you know, and we've been talking about doing a show for a while, so obviously, and I want to bring you into the conversation because you have been bouncing around in the lighting game and seeing LEDs about to hit the market and things having issues and problems of what you can run into, so I thought you might be, <laughs> be able to enlighten us on a little of, of your, uh, 
uh, well, and also just for you to see this new line because as a guy who's now doing all the all the things that we talk about and working for uh, for Nanolux at congratulations well, uh, you could see the see this the future of lighting and all that stuff and just yeah join the conversation my friend that's all basically what I'm trying to we, say we uh what kind of LEDs you guys running over there what are you using for diodes and stuff um what type of fixtures are they? Are they looking like, um, what would they be comparable to? I haven't, um, had a chance to see them yet. Um, I'm back to, I'm back to CMH right now and, and, and high pressure sodium, but I'm looking for a good LED to, uh, introduce. Uh, I have some of Dennis Brown's solar cures, which aren't LEDs. You'll see them when you come here. I'm going to put them up too. He, he's not, but, he's not, he's not on the show, unfortunately, but yeah, he, he had to run. But cool. I'm glad yeah. you actually have them. That's awesome. I'll be able to see some in action too. Yeah, right? you'll you'll check them. They're right. I'm actually I'm looking at them right now. Um, a couple solar cares. We just got to figure out how to put them up and the distance from canopy. And uh, he's going to run me through that. I have two of them, and with those, I you'd want to run between two to six hours when you're not in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. I guess they do a job on if you had PM, but you don't want PM. But I guess the where that falls in the range, it will actually take care of PM. Yeah, we're, um, hoping, we're hoping to get him on the show to talk about it. But yeah, if you're if you're able to uh, transfer the information without completely discombobulating it, then yeah, feel, feel free to help. Because that was actually one of the, my questions was about the whole U, like uh, UV lighting and like the ability with LEDs to be able to can they can they pull that spectrum also and easily and is I mean because it's all this yeah, we obviously well, can't see so. That was one, yeah, of my, uh, one, of my, one of my questions. Yeah, with the with the solar chairs, we put those up, and you would run those. Obviously, in the flower cycle, twelve twelve, you you your LEDs would be on. If we're talking flower or veg, right? Um, now, are we going to be able to fine tune the spectrum with the LEDs that we got now? Can we dial it in? Um, I'm not sure. It comes down to the the diodes and the driver. It depends who's making them, because I know. I'm getting an influx of of emails from uh, Chinese LED manufacturers. And what I want to know is what are they using Philips? Are they using Osram? What are they using for diodes? And um, have they been tested? So right now, I'm looking to beta test some LED lights and see how those are going to, you know, compare to, let's say, you know, because quality is important, but quantity is important too. You know, and you want to be able to see a lot of them claim 660 watts. And we want to see if it's a true 660 watts, you know, from the wall. Um, the trick now is to just get me running some tests on some. I had an LED. Let's see for a minute Let's there. see what but, Steven's got to say. What Steven? Tell him what you got. Tell him what you got. <laughs> yeah, that's back. So yeah, I I, I I apparently snobbed Mario up in Boston at the Nikan, and that's my bad. Uh, he can. Kick me in the legs or something when you see no you head, had but, uh, i couldn't see you bro you had shades on and i was trying to get over there and talk to you <laughs> oh and the shades thing yeah you gotta be careful y- your lights were no they were bright adam they they were that was at any can mm-hmm. right that yeah. was at any can yeah. and i yeah so I, so the lighting that you saw the the 550 was 475 watts the 300 yeah. was um 260 watts and then we had a, a 90 watt light, so he was well under a thousand watts at that in the entirety of our booth. Oh yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, and you could see the amount of light that was coming out. So, but yeah, for us, right. we're using Samsung. Um, uh, we use Samsung LED, which is the most efficient white light right now. Um, and uh, and we we're also using uh, we use some Osrams, um, but we don't really use Philips that much. Uh, which I'm not sure if Philips actually manufactures LEDs anymore. They sold out their Lumilid division. Um, uh, I think they still actually have like a purchasing partnership with Lumilid, but uh, I don't think they're actually manufacturing their own LEDs. Um, but uh, what we found is the uh, the Samsungs um, are, are the most efficient. Uh, next up in line on the white light side would be Nichia. Um from Japan, but yeah, so we use we use uh, top quality stuff, and we spare test everything, and uh, uh, you know we spend a lot of money with uh, the guys out at Light Laboratory in Anaheim uh, right now. So uh, we definitely do our homework. You uh, you what's your Vegelite the the three hundred? Uh, the five fifty is our uh, oh the Veg light you say for Veg or yeah veg. yeah Veg, veg. you can use HOG three hundred in probably 4,000 Kelvin um, color temperature. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the the 550 for flower, use it in a 3,000 Kelvin. Um, that's our biggest light. All right. Um, now, with Pretty this much the 550s a direct comparison with the, with a 1,000 single end HPS. Yeah. A single yeah, pretty end much, HPS. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. At least you're, not, you're not giving like... Some like just like ludicrous claims, like some LED manufacturers will do. You oh, know, no, we, and I we, did. Go ahead. I saw your lights and they, I, I, I baked them, you know, but I had, a, I was working with a previous company at the time who was coming out with an LED, which I'm not sure if they still even hit the market, but I was, they were right. They're, they're, the, they're, they're saying fall now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it was July 4th. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was Fourth of July, and then you would spend less, and then you get it by the Fourth of July. Mm -hmm. Now the problem I noticed with some of these, like that one, for instance, the thing weighed about forty pounds, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I could see that being an issue for guys that aren't educated on on the lights themselves. And all right, so I'm going to get this LED. I want to get into LED. I'm going to hang it up in a tent, and then watch because you know there's different types of tents out there and guys a lot of times home growers want you know they think leds are going to run cooler you know which isn't necessarily the case because lots of lots right and you you want to you want to be able to hang that light and not have it fall on top of everything you know well yeah you and, want um, away. like some of the some of the good leds in the beginning it was just like they had a lot of weight right and they're like jesus christ a lot of weight for the amount of you know, space you're covering each time. So you were thinking how much you uh, have to support, you know, just to support these lights, you know, so it starts to become quite, quite, uh, well, quite heavy duty. Are you, are you cooling them? They're, they're passive LED? cool. So there's no, there's no fan. There's cool. no moving parts. They're passive cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, um, our 550s, just for a weight comparison, the 550 weighs, the shipping weights 20 pounds. The unit weighs around uh, 17 and a half or so. Yeah, that's um, perfect. Yeah, and then for the 300, the shipping weights 13, and it's around uh, 11 and a half, 12 pounds. So not that's bad. great. That's, no, that's that's you could hang those with with probably ratchets, right? How many um, hang, yeah. hangers are yeah. there on there? 
Yeah. yeah, so we actually include hangers and ratchets with all of our lighting. So oh, that's very, that's vital. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're that's getting. That's a special <laughs> selling point for Mario. I, I got to be careful <laughs> yeah, I uh, how I talk yeah. now yeah. because of the You do, but I don't. <laughs> no, you don't, know, so I, go I ahead. Make, I, I, I can make fun of that it probably really yeah. relieves you to hear that it includes hangers because some companies are yeah, under the impression you don't need I, to provide a hanger. I, I uh, would never say, yeah. It's one of the most important parts as far as like how hard it's going to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you're like, yeah. you know, left with a fucking no. nightmare. Look, you like, can't clean something that's plug and play out of a box mm-hmm. when you can't plug and play. Out of the box, right. and you can't be you can't be oh, selling you like need cards too, yeah. cards and stuff well, like that you, to go you, with the light. If, if you want to be sell a thousand lights to a commercial facility, you got to make sure they have the correct cards in the box. You can't be selling one ten cards and then telling them to go buy two 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 twenty. You just can't do that. And you got to have the hangers with the fixtures. And when you don't have that, and you have poor shipping procedures, a lot of times what I was noticing was the 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 de lamp the lamps were un, they were loose, mm-hmm. and they were just rolling around inside, dude. So I that. If if that's taking up your time as a salesman, you know, having to run around, send hangers, send the right size cords, and then replace lamps, yeah, because of the, right because off the, the bat, because of the shipping, yeah, yeah. Well, I right mean, off the bat, I mean, uh, it's one of those like you know when you have a really high quality product, you have to treat it like a high quality product, and you have to package it. Of course, you know, it's got to be. That's the best part. Mm. I mean, should be the should be the oh. best part. That together. Well, that nightmare's over, and uh, yeah, yeah. We're not, not to worry about that anymore. But I'm still getting blowback back from it because a lot of a lot of guys, you know, they 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 rely on me to to show them the right way, and then I would call Wolf up, and I Wolf knows everything, and he Wolf, we could we could, yeah. we'll, you know oh, this is something we'll save for when we're when we're all together. Um, I'm thinking about. Well, Adam, you'll be here on Wednesday. No, Thursday you'll be here. Yes, sir. Um, you'll be here a week from now. Oh, man. All set up. Yep. And, oh, um, for, for Boston Canicon? Yes, sir. Yeah. We're going to... Um, you guys are going to oh. have fun. That's a good place to be. We're going to have fun now because um, Adam's going to be there with us, and uh, we got <laughs> some cool great. stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. We're going to make what it fun. Allowed, what are you allowed to talk about? Anything? Anything yet? Can you talk yet? Is it so all you're secret? talking about Vegas, Candy Con in Vegas? Yeah, are, we, are we still secret squirrel about everything, or we have to like? No, it? no, no. We're not secret squirrel about everything. <laughs> we got um. <laughs> well, Horticulture Rep Group. That's what I'm talking which about. Which is that's what I want to know. The sponsoring that which will be sponsoring the show soon. Okay. Is we're going to be able to um we're we're taking our manufacturers now, and um exactly. we got quite a few really cool ones, and that list is growing so. Right. By so, the time Portland rolls around, dude, we're going to be able to really go live with some really cool stuff. So we got meetings out in Portland. I know that, Wolf, you're going to be in Portland. There's course. no question, oh, yeah. right? You count, yeah, you can pretty much count on that I'm going to be in Portland. Uh, if yeah. if someone had gotten off their butt, I might have been able to make it to Canacon, but uh, no, I know Canacon, I, uh, oh, Boston, I but... It is. It I is what it is. You know. I didn't know. I I wasn't sure at the time exactly what was going on still because yeah. I was kind of in limbo too. I was telling you guys, and you know, I was I kept telling you I wanted to get you out here for Boston, but dude, 
at this point, well, Portland will be off our show together, and then yeah. we'll um. Well, see, I was just around the corner, so that's good. That's perfect timing. Yeah, we'll, yeah. A couple weeks. We'll yeah, be there. you know, and we're gonna, and I know Adam will, Adam's teaching a class there too. Yeah. Which oh, which, cool. which will be real, which will be really cool. It'd be cool to get uh, get get some of that jotted down on film because um he did some the shaky, panel like some more shaky, some year. more shaky. I have the worst. I always have these like. Super shaky or out in the back. I was like, hardly ever get the, like the nice, the nice long shot with a good sound quality. That doesn't happen. It's always, it's always either terrible sound quality, or maybe a decent shot with the, or the, uh, mostly the opposite. And Wolf, yeah. So, oh, Wolf, shaky, you, you, I, are you going to be speaking? You think, or we're going to just wing it? You're going to be um, doing the speaking. I'll, 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 I'll give him a call. You, you usually what happens with the Indo Expos? The the last couple of them I've been at. Um, I was there as backup speaker. You know, someone didn't show because I can usually wing it about something yeah, so long like enough. It's like the All Star Game. You're on the bench. Yeah, you wing, should be. You yeah, should be starting. Yeah, the, 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 the utility designated hitter. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, you should be. You should become. A, you should be a starter at that one. Um, yeah. So, this will be my first Indo, actually. Um, I'm looking forward to it because, well, if you're not far from there, you're right in Portland, right? Not the I, li- I live in Portland. This this thing, I'm, no what I'm trying to do, there's a there's a house I'm I'm calling the real estate guy about. Uh, yeah. It's been empty for a little bit. It's got a pool and everything. I'm going to see if we can't rent it for a week and use that as uh, headquarters during the event here in Portland. So so. Um Steven, where's where where's uh, you guys do you can trade shows or anything with with stuff right now? Or are you guys just kind of on the which which the cannabis shows or our yeah, actual yeah. lighting shows? Or what's your what's your focus? Yeah, we just did cultivate in in, in Columbus uh, last week, and we will be in Portland oh, cool. as well. Sweet. And then uh, the next show we'll be doing is in uh, the Vegas show. We uh, we may do something in between. I don't know. Sure. Um, we've got some pretty big. Uh, contracts filling up um we're going to be kind of busy but uh yeah we've had it's kind of strange we've had a um to know that it's becoming legitimate as far as uh you know horticultural scene mm-hmm. itself and leds actually had some electrical supply companies some of the big ones in industrial lighting reach out right. and that was kind of really promising in the last couple of weeks so we've got a lot of meetings with that as well and uh you know, you know, places like Central Central Electric and things like that. And you're like, wow, electrical suppliers are wanting to get into horticulture LED. It's kind of promising, you know. Of course. Um, but yeah, we'll be out there in uh, Portland. So uh, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll no, we'll link up. We'll definitely link up there. That sounds like. Uh, we well, got to do some. Yeah, let's um. You, got, you guys want to visit some facilities while we're out there? Um, I'm probably going to try to stay for a few extra days to go bug wolf and have them drive around me. To check out some facilities, get some readings on their lights and stuff, because um, it's not just lighting with us. You know, with manufacturers like I said, with certain like the silica products, few other products that we're trying to implement into our catalog. Um, Portland's going to be real good for that. You know, I need an enzyme. I need a. Uh, I need some microbes. Um, uh, even you were if he gets back from India in time. Wolf's um, covered. Wolf's covered in microbes, dude. Look at him. Look at the guy. <laughs> Just come over here, Wolfie. 
and touch touch my bag uh, well, touch my bag of know, soil and it'll be microbed up. beneficial bacteria he's been yes <laughs> steven you were at any can right yeah yes yeah that's what i was trying to get your attention i seen rob uh rob from perpetual harvest he had his um i seen his card there i just talked to him he called me two nights ago while i was food shopping and i couldn't really food shop and talk at the same time so i was just throwing random stuff and uh Messed up in all the, your food. Uh, Basically messed up all your food in the end is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Came out it was one of those combos that went on. Came home. For a while. What was I uh, thinking? Yeah, Rob Rob's a good guy, man. I uh, I really like Rob a lot. He's uh he's been cool with me since uh since we first got started and he's you know, he's he's ran our lives and testing and, and showed us results and and uh, you know, he's he's always pushed our product and he he's paying behind us too, like you said, he, he likes the made in the USA thing and stuff of that nature and uh, yeah, so so definitely hadn't actually met Rob in person until until he came. So it was interesting to finally meet mm-hmm. him. You know, he dresses up sure. as like uh, he looks like a Sith Lord. He dresses in red. He's got this red. It's just the stage acting he does. It's pretty cool. I've seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I gotta get over it. Go ahead. No, no, for sure. So uh, Portland, uh, we should all we'll definitely link up and have a, a powwow there. And uh, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, and uh, be great to meet everybody face to face. I mean, obviously, we you know most of us, most of us know each other, but yeah, at least I'll get to meet Steven. And uh, I think we're gonna round it out pretty soon just because we're our coming grinding up. We 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 uh started late, but I gotta mm-hmm. hit the road soon, so I wanted to uh just kind of want to thank everybody. I want to give everybody a chance to give us any kind of Instagram or uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, websites, whatever they need that to get in touch with them, whatever's the best, whatever they check, because obviously we have a million of things, but we only check a certain one, so <laughs> give us the actual relevant ones. We have, ton- we have tons of pages. Well, yeah, like um, Mario's got a new number every week, a new company he's repping, so it's like, you know, he's kind of slutty. Well, he's kind of slutty. The, he's kind of slutty. I, okay. He's yeah, awesome. the bowels, what did you say it was? Something to him century? But I no, we're legit ba- now. I'm I said you're, you're de- coming from deep in the bowels of the industry. Because we have to, when you come here, we got to do some stuff with uh, this university located in Connecticut. We're going to talk about that. Wolf, too. We're going to talk oh, to both of you guys, we actually. So much because I'm, we're going to have guys there repping, checking us out. That was the whole point. So yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to make some things happen while I'm there. Don't worry. The, the, yeah. All right, so... Um, you guys can check out um, guys out there should check out uh, the Natural Growers Coalition on Instagram NGC and then Horticulture Rep Group which is our new company our new venture is actually HRG you follow us on Instagram there that's a new page so that's just getting up okay that's good that's what I want to hear then there's me Maz2112 and I do a lot just hashtag Adam Dunn show you'll see me yeah, he's then. I got him on every. I got him on every page. And he's trolling me now. I was like, "What's up with Matt? What's up with Matt? What's up with Matt, man?" Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, don't worry." He's like, "Really? You know? Yeah, causing waves, bro. Um, You're causing waves." So if, yeah, I will see you. Think, on, you know, sorry, that's okay. I'll see you on Thursday, uh, and we will get together and crush this show, which would be awesome. And then uh, we're gonna have you shoot in and what on homeboy's plane with parachute. Yeah. So we gotta do a few practice runs for us. I know, I know. I'm already proud. Already practiced in my mind a, okay. a thousand times, my friend. Don't worry. All right, good. I visualized it enough though that we should be good. We should, we should have <laughs> it. We should have. Fenway we should, somewhere. 
pretty much visualized uh, this entire thing like 300,000 times in the last two days, so we're good. Yeah. Um, Adam, you should consider doing uh, some broadcasts out in Oregon if we stay a little longer at a few farms that we're, we're hoping to meet you to. Yeah, it's always about internet connections and stuff. It can't, can't, you know, I know it is. Barely get one at my own house and <laughs> barely make the mm-hmm. show happen here, so I gotta either do some like low, super low budget, even worse sounding thing. Like, I mean, this is but, bad, but this is at least good bad. So, but Canicom will be the unveiling of eight uh, horticulture rep group guys that will be going live. This is the, our first event, and then the next week, right to Portland. So, mm-hmm. we'll have a lot of interesting stuff to um, to discuss and to, to so, get moving here. We're really excited about the way this is headed. Good. And Wolf, I'll, I'll be calling you in a little bit too because I'm going to talk to you about something. Hey. And then Stephen, you also, I, you see you at Canicon next week or? Uh, no, we won't be at Canicon next week. We'll be up in, like I said, in Portland at the uh, Indo Expo. Yeah, so we'll, oh, meet, up. Yeah, we'll yeah. meet up there. We'll meet All up right. there. And pro- probably before then, you guys should talk because if you're going to rep a group, probably Stephen's lights are the ones you want to. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I would say. That's what I'm talking about. I lo- I I want to. Tr- I definitely want to start running them. I do. I need some here, and I'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Let's knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you there, man. It'll work. Hey, let's get some over here in New England because I need some in some stores. Boom, done deal. What a- mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm going to start the store tour. <laughs> Sign right the Adam Dunn Show, where business gets done. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> on the air, live. So, yeah, we'll just pass on our information. Um, I could do my shameless plug now, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking for, <laughs> um, shameless plugs. It's definitely that time. Yeah, so uh, you can reach us at www.horticulturelightinggroup.com um, mm-hmm. or also on Instagram under Horticulture Lighting Group. Uh, and uh, also our, our email is horticulturallightinggroup at gmail.com. If you want to email direct or you can go to the contact us page on the website for the corporate email. Um, Excellent. Either way. So, yeah, definitely give us a shout, uh, Maz, and uh, we'll definitely chop it up sometime. Uh, we're good, we're, uh, yeah, well, I'm going to email you after the show tonight. Um, one more thing, guys, if you can, check out on Amazon Wolf's um, book from 85, The Farmer in the Sky. Um, I'm not sure if it's back up there, but I I, na- I, I nagged one. What's the word? Not nagged. I grabbed one <laughs> off of it. So I'll be bringing that. Snagged. Yeah, so Snag, I'll be bringing nag. that to um, Portland, or I'll just have Adam sign it when he gets to my house. Yeah, there you go. A joke. All right. This um, is definitely the, all right. Definitely the, uh, the grind down time because. The son and Don and wife. We need some sage master, bro. Don't forget. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. There'll be some sage master. Yeah, no, I, I haven't done my yeah. shameless plug either. No, no, your shameless plug time <laughs> is cool. Just give it to me now. Good, good. Give it to me, Wolfie. Shameless okay. plug. Okay. Yes. Someone, if someone out there listening is looking for ISO, let CBD isolate. Or if you got all that biomass and it's not just bull uh you know get i can be found on facebook but i'm also at wolf at farmer in the uh i do consulting i do all that good shit um i shoot the shit just for the hell of it and um i love talking about pots so wolf at farmer in the sky.com and um at indo expo i'll probably be hanging out with these reprobates so lighting for freaking them and I'll be pot here we by. have to have a sh- Yo, we got to get a shirt made for you. 
Writing yeah. free pot, writing freak and pot geek. Pot we need geek that and shirt. writing freak. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'll work on that, all right? Gildan. They make us <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that's okay. great. Um, and uh, so we got you guys covered. And I'm just going to give a big shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick, who just rolled in and went straight to the rooftop awesome. to check out the sunset, which has been awesome. We've been up on the roof every night since uh, these last couple weeks, where it's just been like, fuck. It's, it's, it's actually. You know, uh, certain times and certain places where you get like a couple weeks in a row where it's just perfect. You're like, oh man, it's like this all the time. And of course, that's never, never the case, mm-hmm. especially in Colorado. Mm-hmm. It's like we're lucky as hell right now. <clears throat> so hopefully, you guys enjoy the the good weather that we're getting, or we hopefully it's not like 110. It was like 111, I think, down south. Yeah, just wait till we get here next week. It's 80 percent humidity. Oh, dude, yeah, I love I'm, it. I'm looking forward to that. Right? <laughs> not mm-hmm. really, not really. A little bit though. It's, with certain things, it's pretty good though. Like. We, Certain weed tastes better and smells better, and there's certain things that. We'll good. get down to the club too, Tetra Hydro. Wanna, if of you, course, we'll get. I know to them guys are looking for you. Of course, we're gonna get to Tetra Hydro. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Of so uh, thanks for that, and uh, we'll talk soon, everybody. And at the uh, definitely in the Seattle show, we'll all uh, link up and cause havoc. All right, man. Thanks, guys. For, uh, thanks, guys. For all right, guys. Uh, Have a great night. Hanging in, yeah. the, hanging in through this whole thing. Adam. All right, peace, guys. Yeah. All right, bye. See you. All right, man. See you guys later. Thanks. And that was it. All right, so it's a little bit more hectic in one way, but it's better in one way, and it sucks in one way, and it's more complicated in one way. Now, nobody can call in, and it gets all snarling. So we have to see if we can get a better interface, but overall, great uh, comeback. (laughs) Comeback swing. Yep. We pulled it off. We did still daylight out. <laughs> we didn't totally fuck up. Sorry for coming in late, but uh, some great info in there. Uh, also, just the idea that LEDs are definitely, I mean, we already knew that they're on the way. I didn't get too much into the prices with him because I know this stuff's not cheap, too. Still, it's one of those things where you have to be ready to spend real money to do it right, I think. It's still, you know, it's not like it's not going to be as cheap, but it's also going to work out. Uh, in the long run, it'll be cheaper, too, because it's like, you know, just like everything, more efficient. And if efficiency is your key, then that's what you want to go for. And uh, that's it for me here at the Adam Dunn Show. I want to thank you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out. The groove, the psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own we don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Call it... Yeah.